I pickle. You know? I pickle they. The old school, all right, all right. You're thinking to cut it. Where that's that's the way we're doing it these this year. Uh, it's not planned on, but hey, we're gonna um, probably just hello, hello. <laughs> Why not? Yes, hello, hello. Why the fuck not at this point? Yes, at this point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're all yeah. fucking like disheveled. An hour's gone by. Yeah, strap yourself. I think I changed like three shirts while recording. Boom! You hear that voice? We're going to introduce him first. (laughs) That's how we're doing it, man. We're bringing on the man, the myth, the legend, the host with the most, Mr. Cinema Attack. You can call him D-Boogie. You can call him... Better than Jeremy. The the, the Boston (laughs) Brando. That's that's not hard to do. Um, The Boston Brando. uh, Go ahead. X-22 shot. X yes. twenty two shots, you know, the more tolerable third person on the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, Darren most, won't say anything. He, he's too the, nice the, of a the, guy. The, the, the same, <laughs> the same, the sanest one on underwater kaiju from outer space presents visions from Monsterland. That could easily be true. Is that yeah. the Besides title Mr. of the show? <laughs> yes, it is. Jesus, that's a long they're, time. They're setting a record. You know how Fiona Apple has the, has the two albums that are really, really long? It's like the titles. It's like, you know, 100 words and shit. That's that's what Derek is. Yeah. yeah. There's yep. the Fiona Apple of exploding heads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad went around dressed as Santa Claus, killing people. Nice. Now, did, did he die or did he fly away, though? <laughs> he flew away with E.T., <laughs> I wanna fly away. Well, it's Episode. been a long time coming. Sorry, yeah. I had to cut Dave off singing. Sorry, Marco. Please don't was, kill me. <laughs> I was bringing in the first ever intro for the show singing. I was gonna say episode seventy-eight, and that's how I was gonna kick off into this this beautiful ride we're taking. But it's okay. <laughs> I fucked it all up. <laughs> Dude, last week was Colin Mayhem, last episode. This show is just going to be off the fucking rails. Yeah. Sorry, I'm dropping F-bombs early. Things are going on, but I think it's going to be fun. Hey, it's, yeah. French. it's French, you know, so they, they Yo, swear all the time. That's right. Women want to call him the Boston Cream, but I'm going to call him the Boston Cream tonight because he's bringing three French coolers with him. How about that? Yeah. I thought it was because he started in a Bukaki video. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's because my ancestry is French Canadian. So. Ooh, la la. So yeah, this is the Exploding Horror Movie Podcast. 
Uh, Brandon's quiet, but he looks good, and that's that's what matters. Um, <laughs> Christian's over here. I'm Daisy. I'm hanging out, and we already gave a great introduction to our special guest, Mr. Derek B. Who's uh, yeah, man. Hey, Plus if you were on Twenty Two Shots, still, I would donate to the Patreon. <laughs> well, actually, a little history of the creation of Exploding Heads. Uh, Dave, remember when? You were recruiting still, and you actually messaged me to be part of the podcast. Really? Early days, yes. Did I? I you know what? I'm not surprised. I forgot <laughs> that it happened, but I'm not surprised. Message wow. everybody. We we found out through the grapevine. Do you happen to have the message saved, and can you I, read it live on the show? Uh, I'm not sure because it's actually on your old, uh, you know, your other oh. Facebook. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm there. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe we'll that yeah, be a cliffhanger. But, but I remember too, like I like I was appreciative because you like I heard you and the other guy, Brandon, through the voicemails. I want to get both of you guys to do the show with us and Oh really? Well, <laughs> <laughs> there's no way. See, I had to have you first. You're the producer. There's no question you were the first phone call. You know, there's, there's no question of that. I, I'm no dummy. <laughs> you I remember this from episode one. I never got a phone call. I just showed up one day. <laughs> yeah, but of course I was doing body bags at the time. So plus I was the way you guys were recording. It was going to be Sundays and it was going to be at that time anyways. It was going to be a lot hard for me at the time to commit to one thing when I already committed to another thing. So I respectfully declined, but I respect Dave for seeing talent when talent was there at the very early stages. Very nice and what, very What modest. a guy. Yeah. That's, I love him already. <laughs> that, should be a, that should be a perk for 22 shots. We pay enough money to 22 shots and then get rid of Jeremy and bring Derek back. Yo, that I will donate. Yeah, I'll donate too. Hey, Even hey, though he's my fellow Jew. Yeah. Hey, I love Jeremy and all and stuff, but yeah, he can be a fucking dick sometimes. <laughs> well, the, oh. the the reality is that uh, no, I think that they're sh- throwing shots out at us because comparing patreons or something to that effect. Which, I I mean, at the end of the day, what can you do? We we love our patreons. This is what why it's the year of the patreon. This is yes. you're a patreon D, and we love you for it. Hence, right. you're on the show, and this is what this show is all about. That's so, true. Yeah. Yeah, these are his picks. I forgot to neg- – I neglected to say that. Like I said, this show is OTR all night long, man, off the rails. Just get used to it. I hope yeah. you guys are fans of the show if you're listening, because if you're not, you may not be a fan after this episode. But it's okay. Donate to our Patreon <laughs> anyway. Because <laughs> I got a nice mic and I got shit from it now. See? It's money well spent. Thank yeah. you, guys. It, look, it looks Thank like you. Bill Duke from Mandy and – Side the red tinge. It looks like, it looks like Lexington hey. Steel. It does. This microphone has girth. Thank you, girls out there. Dave it's looks like he's at a. Time. Dave looks like he's at a Mandingo party. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the first time compared me to Lexington Steel. And hey, man, I love the red room. <laughs> I wish you could see In this the thing. Red room. Patrons are lucky. They'll see him. He looks like he's fucking eating a hoagie. It's a Yeti. It's a, what do you call it? It was highly rated. <laughs> it was a, what's it called again? Something Yeti? Uh, I don't know. Aren't Yetis white? 
<laughs> no, but I got this one 20 bucks cheaper because it was black. There's no such thing as a black Yeti. <laughs> and that's the truth. That is the truth. On Amazon, it was $20 cheaper than the blue oh. one. I don't know why, but I was so happy because I like black anyway. Black I, History I Month. Give, if, if... It's Black History Month. That's why. I'm racist motherfuckers. Yeah, Black History Month. Black Yeti's on sale. He had a dream, that Mike. I know. What's up with that? But hey, I, yeah, I wanted the black one, and I got that. So. I wanted the black one. <laughs> you know? Deep down, we all do. So <laughs> it's true. Hey, man, you know, once you go. As usual, we're off to a smashingly good start. I'm I'm very stressed. I'm very angry. This last hour, we signed on an hour ago. I got kicked off of Skype. I couldn't remember my username or password. I had to create a whole new Skype account. I'm stressed. I don't like change. Fuck we're, everyone. We're changing Fuck the Patreon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck everyone. Fuck the Patreon. <laughs> and let's get into these damn fucking movies. Is this? Are these he's, all? He's considered, heel. Are these oh, all French Extreme? Uh, not no, because really. actually, watch. The... Don't you tell me? Yeah. Well, no, because I know them is obviously French Extreme. I just didn't know if like High Lane and the Pack is considered a continuation of French Extreme or just French horror. There's French horror films like when we get into them, them like always, High Lane for, and <laughs> the pe- well, I chose three. Actually, quick fact: one of the films when we get to it was a first time watch for me. So when we get to it. I'll have some things to say about it. But I chose them because I wanted a little variety of reviews for you guys to do with, like, one film's like this type of movie, this one's another type of movie. And they're all different in their own ways. So add a little flavor to, like, the conversations, you know. That's like true. That. You succeeded. That's true. You succeeded. And I will say for this. Once. As much as, as much as I'm hating on everyone tonight and I still hate the patrons, the patrons. <laughs> he can't even talk. He's like, I can't even talk. I'm so angry. As much like as I still Morrison. hate all of you. I uh, I do appreciate the fact that we do get a solid variety of films to review because I'm waiting for that one person to, you know, throw out like a shitty movie intentionally for us to review just to anger us. You know, like that shot on video. Oh, that film doesn't or happen. People don't That's do a... that to us. We're exactly. It hasn't happened yet to us. But the he way I'm feeling tonight, I'm one. waiting. For... <laughs> yeah, that, that will come with a refund of your money and a big fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> big shot. <laughs> yeah, take them down. Another thing, I'm going to throw it out there and then we'll get into the reviews. If you have beef with Jeremy from 22 Shots, what you want to do is donate to the Patreon right now for, for this show, not for that show. Because on episode of 22 Shots, last one, he talks shit about us and says that we're crushing him in the Patreon or something like that. So I said, all right, so just because you said that, I want to outdo you. For no other reason. Well, not for no other reason, but that's the number one reason now. That's what kills me. What he doesn't realize is that Patreon number would not, actually, it'd probably go up if he wasn't on the show. (laughs) It's true. As it stands right now, if he was off, it stays right there. He adds nothing to the level. And I'm not so sure how hurt our Patreon is because Dave's got a sweet setup. It might be hurting me and Christian because we ain't seen any of it, yeah. but Dave's got a sweet setup. I got, got a Lexington fucking sausage in his face. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a fucking sausage in his face over there. Hey, hey, hey. I had to do it, though. I had to be done. He's got I... some Funkos, man. You know, he's got some memorabilia. Yeah, but he's in the basement. Hey, <laughs> most the basement. of this stuff was delivered to me by people just like you, Derek. I gotta keep saying it. I, I did a video, but I, I, it's gotta be said again. This guy's the nicest guy ever because Derek sent me the Toxic Avenger on Blu-ray, but it doesn't stop there because I've seen he, he does it to everybody. 
I've seen posts out there. You're a nice fucking guy, man. You're a better person than I am. Oh yeah. Hey man, sure you know, like all the like the supporters and stuff, and people that supported me, I I try to give back, you know, and people that talk to me, and it's always good to give back to the people that care what I you're doing and front. stuff. Yeah. Nobody, nobody wants it. You just like having control, Derek. <laughs> it's fine. I'm just teasing it, because he's no, I'm just kidding it, because it's much the Patreon. <laughs> it's so appreciated, and I know that like. Uh, I'm probably not alone in thinking that. So I I do anyway. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, Again. yeah. My God, do we? Yeah, you're, in all seriousness. Fuck. In all seriousness. It's... In all seriousness, Christian, you're alone. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of alone, speaking of alone, I have to say something about this. See this mic in my hand? I have used this show and this freaking thing, this, uh, you know, pop filter. Oh, can you set it my way? <laughs> And this, and this USB cable, this whole thing. <laughs> you're you're taking the Patreon next month. What are you talking about? That's the deal. I needed this mic because this thing has been this poor thing in my hand has been sitting on my lap for the past two months, and if I don't, I echo. So I had to do it. But it was enough was enough. It was getting. I said I got to get a new mic set up. Good God, you know. So here I am. But this guy here. He's been on every show I've done in podcasting. Every single show I've done on a podcast, this mic has been part of it. So I'm, well, that I'm a little... explains what happened earlier. <laughs> <laughs> you jinxed the fucking show. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe you're right. I did. Oh man, Mikey, what I do to you? Oh shit, Mikey. Mikey. Yeah, white Mikey. Yeah, white Mikey. White Mikey. <laughs> yeah, I'm replaced white Mikey for Lexington Steel. <laughs> for Black Mookie. <laughs> So long, so long, chump. I do love you though. Mwah. I had to give it a kiss. What am I gonna do with it? I, I don't know. Oh man, I'm keeping it forever. That's you never it. know. You might need it for a backup one day. That's true. That's true. You're right. And there's a sentimental attachment, obviously. So. Oh, wait, there just, you go. Just so that you're aware, you're not allowed to use yeah. the new black one for uh, Skeleton Crew or Banana Laser or any reunion show. Oh, right. So you better keep white fair. Mikey. That's good. I won. Now I got an excuse to keep white Mikey. Nice. Go white boy. Go white boy. Go. All right. <laughs> He's sticking around a bit. So yeah, off the rails. We're doing some French flicks. What do you guys want to start with? Might as well start with the uh, the one that you guys left off your last French show for that fucking Jeremy recommended movie that Brandon chose. Trouble every day there, you know. Yeah. I I'm a fan of Trouble Every Day, but I like where your head's at because I was thinking we go right in order of the years and start with uh 2006's Them, aka Eels. Lucas and Clementine live peacefully in their isolated country house, but one night they wake up to a strange noise. They're not alone, and a group of hooded assailants begin to terrorize them throughout the night. Written and directed by David Moreau and Xavier Paloud. Nice. Yo, yo, I'll tell you what. Check this out. Um, we're all ears. Before, <laughs> this came out before The Strangers. That's what I like about it. I, I thought the exact same thing, man. I thought The Strangers. Now, here's one thing, though. I thought there, for a short movie, for a movie that clicks in at about an hour and 15 minutes, I know they had to do some characterization and, and whatnot, but Doesn't honestly... Doesn't get going for the last 20 minutes? <laughs> yeah, really. Exactly. And, that, and that opening scene was useless. Really? Oh, but it was the best part of the movie, I think. How about that? I think it's the best part of the movie. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah. You know, those like, five minutes, the best. You know, with the the whole thing of it, like when you see based on 
real events. It, it was based on a real like thing that happens. This is no spoiler there, where the, this couple was murdered. That it, it is fictionalized when they try to set up like a real danger that these kids are doing or what, the, what these people are doing to these uh, characters when we first meet them. And you know the characterization. You know there is stuff that's happening within it when they're alone stuff in the house you see like the dogs are barking for no reason and then also like the cars start to fucking fucked up you know so with that aspect i did kind of like that they did give us a little characterization and it is kind of a little more fast-paced they didn't like slodge you with like uh our problems and stuff you know what i mean Nope. I would have liked a little more of that instead of Lucas walking around the house for an hour. But but to be honest, <laughs> this true story it's based on is an Australian couple that was murdered by three teenagers. And they can't even corroborate corroborate, corroborate the story. So it, they don't even know if it's based on actual events, to be honest. True so, that. True so that. for that sake, I, I say soup this film up even more. It doesn't scare me when it says based on actual events unless it's actually based on actual events so soup it up with more jump scares more music more tension and i felt like i agree with christian that the first half of the film just lacked that i did like the opening i i i do agree with dave there i did like the opening but i felt like the middle dragged even though clementine is just gorgeous to look at and and then it really got going once uh once they kind of get stranded in the bathroom, go into the attic and the whole sewer thing. That That's when it really takes off for, for me. And I, I agree, Brandon. I said, uh, as I was watching it, I was like, you know, I'm not digging this. But then once it started kicking into gear, I really, really was in for the ride at the end. And there's some tense moments for sure. And I was on board. Like when you just get glimpses when he's like, come on, come on. He's banging on the door, banging on the door to try to get into the door. And then when they open the door, you just see one of the hooded kids fire down the hall. It's just little glimpses like that. Really well done. The whole eyeball looking through the the eye hole. And and just there's some really, really great tense moments. And you know it's good when it's really, really. (laughs) <laughs> as I mentioned earlier, and as Brandon just said, I, I just felt like it took a while to get there. And I know we need a build. I know we need a build, but I think it's the way they did the build felt like padding almost. Like we have this opening scene because shit, our movie's a little short, so we need to have something to establish it. It's a little bit more forgivable because she, when she's driving home from work, yeah. she, they they focus on that van being pulled. Away yeah, and what and what van? So that was and, what van is oh, yeah. and what van is that? The, from the opening. No, it's not. I, it's is not? It, I, it is was, most certainly not. There you go. I didn't think it was. I, I wrote it down. I said I don't the, know if that van was from the opening or not. The opening know. happened oh. in August of 2002 in oh. Romania, <laughs> and then it's three months later. She's teaching in Bucharest, which is the capital of Romania. So it's three months later. She's driving home from school. But it's funny, if you read it on Wikipedia, Christian, it does say it's the same van, but the, it's a mistake. Because it's three months later, because it even says October 2002. Weird. It goes from August yeah. to October. Could, yeah, but did could, they find yeah. the van in, recently? Uh, or the, or Three they... months on the side of the road? Why would Romania? they do that Maybe. Then? I don't know. Maybe to imply that that it's going on beyond just the initial uh, mother and daughter and... Clem and Lucas. Maybe it's just like sort of like a ongoing thing that's going on all throughout Romania. Well, that would have made maybe. more sense if they had a van. Maybe they only attack people with vans. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
Hmm. I mean, the what shoes. Crazy did you <laughs> think it was this? Did you think it was the same Van Derek? I'm not really sure. I'm really trying to remember because I'm kind of guess, second guessing it myself now. But you know, there's some issues I did have with it. There's one that really seriously. How the fuck did they get the number to the house? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh boy. They, you know, like when yeah. they got the phone and they call and you hear the. No- Fucking rattle oh, the, the same the way gro- Jason the, did the in Friday the 13th Part 2. <laughs> Thank you. See, you read my mind. I was going to say the same exact sentence. <laughs> what did yes. you say? What did you say? The same way Jason did in Friday the 13th Part 2. Mm. <laughs> we both yeah. went right to it. Well, oh, are we supposed to um, believe that possibly some of these kids, and another thing I didn't like about the film, I thought the reveal that their children happened a little too early. Um, are we supposed to believe that. Maybe some of them are students. It, it might be. Maybe they followed her. But... Yeah. That was the other thing. I wanted to make sure I didn't I, I didn't go back. This was the first time watching, because I didn't say that earlier, but I didn't go back to revisit the beginning part. Did they establish these kids being in her class or at the school? No. See, because no. then that's where I feel like it was a little padded, too, because they spend a little bit too much time with her at school just for her to leave, to go home, to then see her husband. Well, so you I know just, what it is? They, they set that that... her up almost as a red herring because they she even says, I've been here for three months, and it's three months later from the August incident. Mm-hmm. So they're yeah. setting it up like, oh, maybe she has something to do with it. And then she goes home, and there's her husband, Lucas, and he's... Well, they're not technically not... married. They're actually just partners, and that's a house that he's res- residing in. Well, he's writing. Yeah, he's, yeah writer. he's writing. Yeah, so he's not really working because writing isn't really working. <laughs> But everything to do with the chase, everything to do with those final 20 minutes is good stuff. Yeah, it is, man. Especially if you don't know the aspect of uh, the actress that plays the actual uh, main character, Clementine. She actually has a fear of claustrophobia. So that was real fear, you know. No, that's good. That's good because her performance was really, really solid. And I did not know that. So that's a cool fact, especially... You know, towards the ending in the uh, in the sewer grate, you know that had to be genuine fear. Man, I would have been freaked out in there, and I I'm not claustrophobic, but that was you know that was tense. The whole set piece of uh, I guess the attic area where they're running through, mm-hmm. they've got yeah. all those, the plastic sheets. Uh, oh, I just again really well done, and that's where most of the tension comes from, and that's where well it was it was before then, but I I thought the strangers the whole way through. It's almost yeah. as if. He saw this movie and used it as a blueprint for his film, You Were Home. Like, why is this all happening? You were home. Like, and, why don't you let us strangers. play with you, you know? <laughs> he wouldn't play with us. Here's the thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I don't typically like all home invasion flicks. If they move too slow, sometimes I just can't do it. For me, suspense is something that I am not always in the mood for, but I don't realize it until I've started the movie. I don't know if you guys know what I'm saying, but, you know, it's just sometimes you watch a movie and, and I don't know, you're just well, I think it, you expecting didn't, something. I think you didn't realize it because I really felt like it just took a little while to build. And it's not a bad thing. It's not like I it's I'm not saying I hate the first half. I'm just saying to myself, I'm saying because I've seen it before. Yeah, so exactly. I, I, this is, you know, a multiple watch for me. So as the phony phone calls are happening, as the lights are being cut and turned back on, as the dog squeals, I'm like, this maybe, maybe you know, uh, you know, a, a more uh, ambient music playing, or maybe. A, oh, I love the e- music scores in this. It's very 
it's the music's there the whole time. It's very subtle. That's the thing. Maybe the maybe maybe it was just a little too subtle for me. Maybe even a jump scare thrown in. Something right. you're right, but I misunderstood you. I meant you meant you've seen it all before, not that you've actually seen this movie before, and that's why I was going, oh yeah, yeah, I agree, because I felt like it's uh, it was kind of a been there, done that, and it's not really all that French extreme, other than uh, no. the glass pole scene. Yeah, that's the cringe-inducing yeah. scene for me. The kind of yeah, yeah. I think it, the whole reason where it's part of the Fat Five is because it came out during that time period too where it's lumped in there because of the aspect it came out that when all these other films came out and it does have some extreme things in it, especially because it deals with kids. I think maybe that's one thing that. Yeah. And kids are getting killed in this. I mean, it's very dark. So, you know, you're not seeing the, you know, it's not a gory film, so you're not seeing the gore, but they're killing some of these kids. Yes, they are. Which the couple is good though. The couple's good. They make the film. I, I, I'm on the other side of the fence, and I haven't said it, but I'm on the other side of the fence where I like the first half better than the second. Well, Lucas wasn't on the other side of the fence. He couldn't <laughs> climb it. Yeah, he couldn't crawl over the fence. He's like, leave without me. And she's like, we'll do. Yes, yeah, I don't blame her. Get the fuck out of there. See ya. <laughs> Once I heard that dog squeal, I would have been out of there. Anytime you hear a dog squeal, get the oh. fuck out of Dodge. Yep. In your yep. Dodge. <laughs> fly yeah I'm, I, you know like maybe the first time i seen this i could agree with you brandon with the, like the whole build-up stuff but i kind of dug it this few review but that's just me I, I i understand completely it's nothing against you guys and stuff but i i liked it because you know i didn't know when they were going to strike because it's been a while since i seen this movie too me too dude that's a, that's I, I was cool with it i'm just not really uh it's bottom line is sometimes i watch something it's the suspense thing sometimes it captivates me and other yeah. times I don't get submerged. The last time I just watched this movie, uh, like four months ago, because we did it on ABC's A Hidden Horror. I brought it to the table. It was my team movie. Was it for and... I? Uh, wasn't your I movie? <laughs> yeah. Well, because in the yeah, because the French words like ills, illis, or something like that. And yo, check it out. Eels translates. It doesn't translate to uh, to them. It translates to they, and they alluded to that at the uh, right before the end credits. They yeah, yeah. It's yeah. supposed to be called they. It should be, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I think the reason why they did that too is that they changed it for the U.S. because the Wes Craven movie they maybe came out. Around yeah, the same they want. They didn't want to be associated with that piece of shit. Exactly. Did you guys That's notice a... there was like a predator sound at one point when Clem is in the woods? No. Oh, you know what that thing is? It's that toy he plays with. I'm not talking about the Grogger. I'm not talking about that Jewish toy to drown out Heyman's name during Purim because that's all I thought about every time I heard the Grogger because we use that during Purim. Are you talking about My name is Paul Heyman. What kind of porn do you watch? (laughs) Sorry, I misunderstood you. Brandon, are you talking about like the the Predator growl? Yeah. Do that again, Derek. Oh, that's really good. He's good. That's exactly what I heard. Well, you know who does that voice? Well, this is off topic. You know who actually does that is Peter Cullen. He's the voice of the Predator in Predator. So was he in the woods in this movie? (laughs) Imagine they hired him. That'd be awesome. Optimus Prime in the woods. Wasn't it just their their calls back back and forth to one another? It it could have been. It might have been like a little distance. Maybe they another kid had another rattler. So. I couldn't find it. No, it was fine. It was cool. It was creepy. I liked it. I'm not complaining about it. I just thought it sounded like the Predator. I was like, oh, that's cool. I, You know, with the murky uh, cinematography with this one, what do you think about that scene? 
Well, it was dark. This movie is dark, and you're right. It's almost like they did it. Um, not well, I guess guerrilla filmmaking style. Uh, there's a there's a description for it, but I'll just say guerrilla filmmaking, where it's almost like they use natural lighting for the most part. Yeah. But they couldn't have just done that in the forest because it would have just been lost, especially on film. So there was minimalistic lighting for sure. So it definitely had a muddy look to it. Has this gotten a, a blue release? I, I only have it on DVD. I think that's the only release it has here. Because I wonder if it's just a transfer, but because, yeah, the version I had, exact same. And, and yeah. it's funny that you bring that up because even in the house, it's it, it muddies the best way to describe it. I think that's just the director's style, too, because if you know, they actually directed the I remake after this movie, and that kind of had a similar murky style to that one, too. Which, you know, I, I don't love that movie, but I don't hate it either. I kind of like some of the cinematography and stuff inside their version of that. But it does seem like it's a director's choice when they do that type of stuff. For sure. Maybe. It also allows you to say Von Gore effects. Hey, let's make it murky so no one can see. <laughs> yeah. Not complaining. Not you complaining. Know, you know, though. <laughs> Sounds I like you're complaining. Lo- I do yeah, love complain. the final shot of this movie. Yeah. Oh. oh, it's great, dude. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh. I, the whole situation that led to it, though, going through the pipes and ultimately, uh, you know, the, the fate of, of her, the way it is. I love when they show that stuff in movies. They only show it in a couple movies. They do it in the fun house. They do it in Cold Prey, and they do it in another movie. And I think you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. When someone's in that situation. I love that, man. You're just not quite, can't get there. That's freaking, that's serious shit, man. That's that's, that's dramatic. Oh, well, yeah, because you're like, your freedom is like only a few feet away. No, mm. it's not. I love the last shot we see of the boyfriend mm-hmm. as, as he. Oh, uh, yeah. Disappears. That was really creepily done too, and you because you're you're you are invested with them, and this is so the movie did something right because even though maybe I, I said I wasn't necessarily on board for the the dialogue, I'm not saying I didn't like it. Like Brandon, I just said it felt a little forced, and you weren't really given any character development, really not much anyway. Before they went to bed, and before yeah. all shit starts to happen, he's walking around the house, but you actually care about these characters for the end, so you you want them to get away. Because he's trying to help her, and she and like they they are good to one another. It's not like he tries to leave her, like we were saying yeah, earlier. He comes back like like later on to help. If... Yeah, so it's great. So when when uh, I, I I'm trying to be fan. yeah when shit hits the fan, I'm, I'm being cryptic and so I'm not spoiling the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, so, it's 13 yeah. years old. People should have seen it by now. <laughs> heel. Yeah. <laughs> Straight heel, and I love him. <laughs> Any, anyone. anyone... Yeah, oh yeah, he's out of control. <laughs> um, what a dick. <laughs> something well, he's never heard before. <laughs> so I, I think he's talking about your mic. My mic sounds nice. Nice, I said. Check one. Um, listen, Suspiria. Did anyone catch on to a Suspiria thing when she was running through the woods? Or is it just me? And she was screaming, I am the witch. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, I, I actually did get a, like a Suspiria vibe when she's running through the woods too, Dave. And that's when the piano picks up, like do, do. do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually cool how the the composer did the music because there's actually a featurette on the release too. So yeah, because he actually a pianist and and just showed him like composing and stuff. So it was really cool in that aspect too. And I I like subtle shit. like like uh the kind of the music for this kind of reminds me of Ennio Morricone's The Thing score. Where it's very 
it's there, but it's subtle. It's there through the whole movie. Wow. And it's like I did the, not the, notice that. No, I, I see what you're saying, Derek, and I compared it to something else too, and I stupidly didn't write it down. And it it does have like a an early eighties kind of vibe to it. And I'm I'm kicking myself for not writing down that title of the movie that I that I was thinking of, but I will agree no, with what you said. You. Yeah. The one sequence was kind of slashery. What did he say? I totally I said we, I said we'd all like to kick you. <laughs> we don't like to kick a good man when he's down. <laughs> Shit. So yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of good and, and there's some bad. It's a mix. Yeah. You yeah, know it's what not I mean? Perfect, you know. No. By any means. Well, who wants to rate it? I want to know what what Brandon has to say. <laughs> I want yeah, to see Brandon. what this fucking heel is going to do to us here. <laughs> I didn't hate this film. I, I never hated teasing. this film. I do think of the Fab Five that it is the weakest because of the lack of gore and because of the lack of, of extremeness. I do, I get confused. I, I, I understand you're talking about the director's style of filmmaking with the murkiness, and I, I don't mind that, but it does get a little bit jarring when they kind of go from, you know, house to attic to outside. All of a sudden they're in the sewer, and the sewer looks like the catacombs from As Above, So Below. It's it's like... And I'm like, I'm like, how the hell did they get here? And it's just like, but but I still, but the tension at that point is already built, so I don't care. I'm coming in where I've always been. My rating is is not changing. I'm coming in at seven point five. Ha! The, the way you nice. talked about it, the way he talked about this, I did not expect that. No, he's not in full heel mode. Okay, well. It's funny because I rated it slightly lower <laughs> and I really, and I enjoyed it, but it's, uh, I gave it the old 7.25, the rare 7.25. Nice. A rare. A rare. <laughs> I, I never do them. Hey, Derek, that's a rating he made up, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, well I, I might as well do mine. Uh, this is the first time I'll ever do an exploding heads rating before. Right on. You can give it a head rating. Yeah, too. give it a head rating since we, yeah. we're Do it. Let me see if anyone understands our head ratings. So uh, do, do a number and a head. I want to hear what you do. I hope you fuck it up. I don't care. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a half head explosion at a 7.75. Yeah. He's on the money. I do have money for talent. I went over the ratings with him beforehand because they're confusing as hell. No, because I just wanted to know what they were so I could write well for like a movie we're going to talk about later, too. I needed to know where to actually rate that. <laughs> you know? I'm taking full credit. I'm taking full credit. I have an eye for talent. You said it yourself. I, I, I You know, I recruited you when you first came out. You struggled a little bit like, like we all did, and you've become a very formidable um uh, host with the most. So, boom. Once again, Dave yeah, is okay. Yeah, I like the atmosphere of this one with the murky cinema. It, you know, I don't need gore in all my extreme movies or like any movies in general. If it has like a interesting, fast-paced, murky atmosphere to it, I'm good with that. You know what I mean? And you know, like Christian said, like even though the buildup might be lacking in some aspects and in some aspects it's dragon. It still has, you do feel for the characters in this one, which I do like. Totally agree. Uh, did you say cinematography? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you did, but I. Cinema bun yes. photography. Cinema beef. No, for not beef. But, uh, cinema. <laughs> cinematography attack. <laughs> I, uh, I'm right with uh, D. 
I gave it a seven seven point two five out of ten. Like you're I right said, you're right with the D as usual. The D, yeah. What a pretentious show. No, what a but pretentious it's show. the reason. The reason I said the beginning, when I was watching it for the first time, the beginning was fine. It's only as the movie played on, I'm like, well, what the fuck was with that beginning? Like, what was the point of it? I mean, I know that there, there's usually something that, like, is there to, to hook you as a viewer. But because then it just simply jumps three months later, I feel, felt like there was a disconnect. And it felt like filler, almost. And then we're following the lady and, and everything else. And I almost would have just rather it opened with her there and it build to the end. I think I would have been totally cool with that. Yeah. So, well, I'll defend the beginning in saying that um, you get you don't you never see anyone at the, at the beginning. You don't even you don't even see a silhouette of a person really. So you you really have no idea what the hell is out there. So I'll give it that that it establishes it in that sense that when we get to Clementine and Lucas, we don't know what's going to attack them. Is it a creature? Is it people? True. I like that, that we don't see who's doing it yeah. for all that time. Very, Much yeah. like another movie that we're going to talk about later. Yeah. So yeah. maybe we shouldn't have said it's Killer Kids, because I think it was spoiled with me, to me that it was Killer Kids. Like, I heard it was a Killer Kid movie, so then I just knew it was kids. So, yeah, yeah. If you didn't spoiler know alert. Going into <laughs> yeah, if I you just didn't know going into this one, it does seem more effective in that way, too. The original title of the film was They Kids. Yeah. <laughs> I Pickle They. Uh, sorry, that's a jer- jerky boys Ooh. reference. <laughs> <laughs> I know that shit. <laughs> I didn't, but I liked it anyway. <laughs> right on. Well, I guess uh, we got we got one down. We got some more to go. We're gonna take a quick break. See you in a second. Hello, headites. While Brandon goes to write down some more puns that Christian will threaten to leave the show over, and Dave goes to look for more red lights for that room of his that clearly doubles as a European whorehouse. Please allow me to tell you about another great horror podcast in the mic of madness. We also have what most shows only talk about tits, real ones on a real girl. And we call her Becca. She even knows some shit about movies. My other co-host Brad sometimes can get so loose with his lips that it's left on the cutting room floor due to the cease and desist orders. I will warn you up front that our show is not for the faint of heart. We speak fast and loose with our words and tend to offend as much as we entertain. We grew up in far less sensitive times, and our banter reflects that. We focus mainly on ultra-low-budget cinema that most people either ignore or pirate. We also interview filmmakers and actors you've never heard of and get them to say stuff they'll probably regret once you have heard of them. So come on over and join the fun at In the Mic of Madness, where overlooked films get their fair shake. Yeah, we're back. Brand, Brand looks like a young Al Lewis. <laughs> I feel like well, a young Marvin Hamlish. Oh, he's so look, vain. He's so vain. He can't record without looking at himself. I look he's like a retired Mark Hamill. What are you shooting? Oh, <laughs> what? Who? I, I forget it. <laughs> All I know is that Brandon's I, new theme song is going to be You're So Vain. <laughs> I had to see myself all recorded. <laughs> I'm so vain. I'm like, uh, <laughs> Look at his face. That's... Is this about tonight or is this about every time we record? <laughs> oh, no, just tonight. Uh, but it's not going to go, but it's going to stick though. It's, it's going to be a thing now. I hope you know. For, for everybody out there, in case we haven't made this clear, we got delayed an hour because Brandon said his camera was working fine. We could all see him, but Brandon mm-hmm. couldn't see him. Himself. 
He could see himself. I could, see, these, I could <laughs> see these three gargoyles, so I had to fix it. Gargoyles? You're the one who looks like if Al Lewis fucked Michael York. <laughs> so, That's a handsome child. Me, me. So he, he's I, I didn't finish him. So he, he's like, I gotta fix this, and he can't get back on Skype for an hour. And I told him not to leave. I said, don't do it. Don't fuck it up. It's okay. You better uh, do it now. That's because I signed out of Skype, and I couldn't remember my sign. <laughs> <laughs> Out of control. That's crazy. That's Vanity. how I felt Vanity. all day with my daughter, and then you did it to me. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, what else is going to happen? I got a sick dog. Oh, these past 24 hours have been out of control. And that, and that was the, the cherry on top. But we're doing the show now. We always have fun when we're doing the show. So. Oh, yeah. You're so vain. That's just your gimmick now. You're a heel. You're riding with it. So rock and roll. I like B any way I can get him. He's fine. <laughs> so He's looking like he's in the corner of his screen right now. <laughs> oh, he's always got something with the camera. He's... I'm, my mic's in the corner over here, so I always stay close to my mic. So I'm never center. All right. Do I sound okay? Yeah. You do. Yeah. Okay, because I'm worried about it. I was, if I spent all that money, I was like, maybe it's sure, you know? You sound 25% better. <laughs> 25%. Yeah, but it's not in my lamp anymore. It's okay. I don't have a freaking, I'm not juggling my freaking, you know, white Mikey in my lap. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that, great. That's, that's what was happening so anyway let, um, I have to do this because we didn't do it last show and we gotta do it and it's the year of the patron so I'm sorry it's gonna take a minute but I am going to read the uh, the patrons because I said I do because we got new ones and everything else so I think anyone who gives a dollar doesn't deserve a mention <laughs> <laughs> well when I read it I'm not gonna be able to tell what they do. I'm just kidding I'm just kidding <laughs> well I'm just, I'm really in a bad mood over the Skype Because <laughs> he didn't listen to me. See what happens? That's the line I've been saying to my daughter. And I do it to my wife, too. She don't listen to me either. And then later on, I'm like, see what happens? Just listen. It's working. Be, be grateful that it's working at all. It would have been working if I knew my password. I, I just didn't know my password. I know. Did I you know your it. email? Hey, I did it, too. I did shit, too. Remember before that big show? So You're I'll the only it. person in the world that has different passwords? I use the same thing. For everything. <laughs> you have like 50 different passwords. He's probably got like... That was itemized. <laughs> <laughs> Great sound effect. <laughs> Good stuff. I'm going to read these things off now, so be glad you guys aren't doing it that I'm doing it. So, here we go. These are our patrons. 22 Shots of Moods and Horror. Of course. This is alphabetical. That's why they came up first. Oh, let, let's be honest. Sir. That's JP. With maybe a, <laughs> a sprinkle of moods. Maybe. That's some of JP's land that's JP's landscaping money. <laughs> <laughs> and with with their money, I'm gonna start a new uh, a new segment on, on our show. It's gonna be called uh, Fangoria Back Issues. I'm gonna start reading <laughs> uh, articles from old F- Fangorias moving forward. Nice. Something you should I, do Rue Morgue because you're Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> you should do the Rue Morgue version, yeah. you know? Represent. <laughs> that was the first of sixty-four or something. So, but anyway, twenty shots and moods and horror. Eldo Romero, Amanda Wigglenick, Anthony Crisani, Benjamin, Bryson Burtock, Christine Strau, Corey Walter, Dale Strom, Dan Strohshine, Dave Parker, Mr. Parker, uh, Debbie Overly, Denise Thomas, Derek B. In the yeah, yo, 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 yo. He's here in wow. person. Thank you, sir. Don Collier, Dub Doubles. Dub 
Dustin Baker. Yep, yep. Elizabeth Schmidt, Eric Nakin, Eric Webster, right on. He's a new one. <laughs> There's a couple of new ones. Thanks, George David. Johnson, um, Joey, baby Joey, Glenn Beesmans, Glenn Wolf, James Cowks, James Dean, Jason Sexton, Jonathan Watkins, Joshua, Keith Moffitt, Kevin DeCiani, Kevin Corby, kill the cast, kill the cast. Mark Latham, <laughs> Marco, Hello. <laughs> fish out of water. So we play it in Canada. Fish out of the water. Yeah. How you do it? Matthew Carr, Matthew Cockrell, Mister Venom, aka Jerry. Yep. Paul Garcia, Pete Iacono, Rafael Gardo, Ram Man. Himself, Mr. Ramman reviews. Yeah. Robert Patterson. He's got something special cooking up for us, by the way. From Twilight? From Twilight, yeah. The new Batman? <laughs> Ramman. Ram. Did I say Bat? I don't know. Well, you said, said Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Oh. What about Robert? Oh, I got you. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sinister Cinema. <laughs> Our homie Jason, who we got a triple R coming up tonight. Test Pattern and BC. Mr. William Cassinelli. That is everybody. We love you guys. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Ignore Brandon. We do love you. Yep. Yes, we do. Don't listen to that heel. I now have my to kill list. You gotta be the nice guy. Because Jeremy dissed us. So now you gotta recruit them in. You're gonna you're gonna make you're gonna let Jeremy win. We know you don't want that. I don't even know what's going on with this whole thing. Kill this. What are you, Steve Buscemi and fucking Billy <laughs> Madison? Yeah. So that's that. So are we ready to to, uh, to French it up with another cooler? Yeah. yeah. Another cooler. We're going in order then from release year? The Baker's dozen. We are. Hey, whatever. All right. Wait, whoa. Before you talk, Brandon, is that how you want it, Derek? Yeah. Well, technically, okay, the next two movies yeah, are the same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Well, the, same, the, the two movies are the same year anyway, so it doesn't matter. Go by month then, Brandon. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Whatever makes you happy, buddy. Next up is High Lane, a.k.a. Vertigo, from 2009. A group of friends on vacation decide to venture onto a trail high up in the mountains that has been closed for repairs. The climb proves more perilous than planned. This movie, this movie here, should be part of the Fab Five, not the other one we talked about tonight and not the one we reviewed on the other French show. No, the one we reviewed on the other French show should be Fab Five. Well, this oh. one should. That's all no, the, this is no, the Fab no. Six. So oh, the, uh, I, like, I, like this, I like this movie, too. I do not know why they translated it to High Lane. Uh, that yeah, title's I mean, weird. Yeah. It's a bizarre weird. title. First time watch for me, too, so thank you, D. First time watch, this, I think, this, for all yeah. of us. This was yep. actually a first time watch for me too. Oh, this is the really? okay, nice. Wow, what balls on this guy! And oh, you swung it, you knocked it out the park with this one. As far as I'm concerned, this took me by total surprise. Yeah. It was the last movie I watched, and I'm not over the moon, but it's the best of the bunch. Spoiler, and I think it's great. I, I really had fun with this movie. Three different acts, all great execution. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I'm with you, man. This kind of had that cold prey, cold prey feeling for me. I dug it too. Uh, women are attractive. Hey, the men are attractive too, and and it just you know what? Quick introductions, 
and you get some characterization as it goes on. We're not talking deep, but we're talking enough. No. And yeah. And it, it just keeps going. Like you're you're feeling that tension as they're doing the climb. When 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 yes. shit happens, you're feeling it there. You're like right there with them. It's I like cliffhanger. It's just like cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> just like cliffhanger. No, but without Henry. No, here's the vibe I without Henry, yeah. yeah. Here's the vibe I got. For the first half of this film, I got a vibe of uh Final Destination. Wow. Oh, because when they showed the uh because the every, shake uh, every, yeah, like, everything was shaking, it was windy and like I felt like it was almost supernatural and then of course it turns into a, a Hills Have Eyes type thing. So two two great movies that I love. So I really did enjoy this. The one thing you got to get past right from the start is Fred and Corinne or Kareen, however you say her name, they're experienced climbers. Why the fuck are they taking these other three on this fucking most extreme climb because, ever? You know what? You know That's why? what they love. They love doing that shit. They love saying, look, we'll show you the ropes. Yeah, but they yeah. don't know how to tie them. Yeah, Wait, a <laughs> Wait a minute. You're missing out on something here, plot-wise. It's like the descent, and it's like the ritual. Two movies where they didn't take the planned route. They did some other thing. It was, it was they got swerved into a different thing. They might have been going there for something what they all thought was going to be much simpler, but then they got into a freaking pissing contest about the girl. So things happened, and the yeah. other thing was recommended. So I think that had something to do with the decision for them to do it. Yeah, even, who's got the, the op- big balls? Even the opening climb where they see that the mountain's closed and they see the symbol written in chalk and, and they see that the mountain is closed, that initial climb right there is like, Okay, I can't do this as a first-time novice climber. Why am I doing this anyway? And why the fuck am I climbing in Croatia? <laughs> the dude yeah. was doing it for the girl. The dude that sucked at it, that was a pussy, and that freaking ended up being a a, a, a heel was freaking. It was all. It was all. Luke? It was all shit. Oh, I fucking hated Luke Loic. so much. Loic. I just called him bitch boy all my notes. I'm like, this fucking bitch boy. Yeah, just... and then he kind of half-assed redeemed himself for a second there, but then fucks but it right up. back down. Same <laughs> yeah. thing happens yes. in one of the Coldplay movies with the guy who kind of pisses off and then comes back and redeems himself. That's yeah, right. but, the first one, right? Yeah, but this guy uh, yeah. does something that's kind of scummy, too, that you, 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 you're like, okay, this guy's a fucking dick, you know, like... But it's that whole like love triangle thing that's going on too that kind of hurts it for me, because oh it, it hurts they, it? Oh. it play they play with it but they don't it it makes bad decisions in the final act of this movie that lead to it like it's just I didn't I couldn't get aboard like with the whole love triangle thing I know it was there to get the story going but at the same time it kind of hurt it for me too with the aspects wow. of this one double crossing them. And then this one's fucking doing the same thing at the very end and shit without giving too much away. When people make stupid decisions, it fucking pays off in the wrong ways, you know? I love that. I love that aspect of it. But I know, I kind of know what you're saying with the double crossing part of it. Because you figure, are they both assholes? Like, even if someone did that to you, would you retaliate? At mm-hmm. the, and I think... You know what? I think, uh, I don't even know how to fucking say his name. William? Yeah, Willam. so Willam. difficult. Yeah, <laughs> Bill. Well, it's spelled like Willami. <laughs> oh, oh, no, it's with a G. Did yeah. you say, oh, I think it's a W. I oh. did. I did say it like William. I feel like it translates to William in English. It, it is. I it thought it's like Robert Guillaume. What's what's that guy's Gou- name? Goulet? <laughs> no, no, Benson or what's his name? You know, that actor. Yeah. Benson. Oh. 
Yeah, wasn't it Benson? Who played Benson? Robert Guillaume, isn't it the guy's name? The same guy that played Mr. Belvedere. I have no clue who played You Benson. guys are aging yourself right now. I'm not <laughs> as old as that, all right? I don't know this. <laughs> it is. Robert Guillaume. Here's how the name is spelled. The same as this actor who was the lead in Benson. And, in, in, in you know, okay. G-U-I-L-L-A-U-M-E. Guillaume. Isn't that how, how that's pronounced? It's French. Guillaume, it's Guillaume is what I'm going to rest on Terrence's face in a couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> They do a great they do a great job of establishing characters. In particular, you get the sense that Chloe is the lead because they immediately start with her flashbacks. She's a nurse in a hospital and she's having flashbacks to to her trying to help a little boy who's in trouble and not doing so place, well. <laughs> not yeah, not doing such a great job and of course there's no doctor around. So. Yeah. Unless but, she is a doctor. I'm not yeah. sexist. I know women can be doctors. Not real doctors, but doctors. Oh, <laughs> wow. He's a heel. Ooh, wow. Yeah, yeah like the whole aspect of it with like the character development. I agree. They do build the characters well. Because when characters go, they go and you feel bad, you know. It's very oh, you do. And, and it, I thought it was pretty shocking, the order in which the characters went. Because I, I didn't see it that way. I'm like, okay, this one's going to make it till the end. This one will make it. And then, of course, like the ones I'm thinking are, ma- are making it are the first ones gone. Yeah. The cinematography was awesome, though. Cinematography yeah. was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Set pieces were great. That whole suspension bridge scene. Yeah. Very well done. The Very fake... shout out to Just Before Dawn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. Yeah. true minus, minus, the, minus the crying. The, uh, <laughs> the fake heads in this yeah. movie ruled. There's a lot of fake heads in this movie. And they were really well done. One of my least favorite things, I, I don't know why they skimped on it, because they seemed like they had a budget and they had some decent gore effects. Some of the arrows, badly edited. So it's just kind of like people reacting and all of a sudden there's like an arrow through them or whatever. And I just thought that was strangely edited and for a movie that was otherwise really well put together. So I don't know if it was just a lack of budget. I don't I, I didn't notice it. I didn't yeah. mind it, especially when she, when the uh, girlfriend, the Kareen, gets shot with, and she gets dragged away, and she's using her camera oh, and, and the flashes. Great. That's yeah. that's a cool scene. Oh, when she was hiding in the oh yes to see what she was doing. Yeah. Was, oh, that was great. That's what I'm saying. That shit was great. The the bridge in the beginning was great. The one in, in just before dawn. It doesn't have the impact that this does for me. This is one I remember. I forgot yeah, a, it wasn't just before Don't you said it. Yeah, so that, it's, that a little, says it's, a little, it's a little different, but yeah, that's what that's the kind of vibe I got. Well, it takes place in like the mountain area too. That movie, so oh yeah, I get you. This is just done right. This is this was the way to execute it. I was talking about you know being suspense, how it works sometimes, but sometimes it don't. Well, when I watched this movie, this one, it was the perfect amount of suspense, and it was in, in the first act. I love when they do that, man. I love when a movie does that. Yeah. What do you guys think about the uh, main... uh, Antagonist? Yeah. (laughs) Anton? Anton. Let's face it. He's 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 a slap together version of what we've all come to expect from the backwards motherfucker. Wrong turn. And it's fine, though. I don't care. It's fine. It's totally fine. This is what I was saying before. There was another movie tonight where they don't reveal it for the longest time. It took a long time. You're watching this movie, and your mind can go to many places who's doing this. It could be supernatural. We, we do not know for the longest time. And thank you. Thank you. I, I feel like that justifies my, my comparing the first first half to, to Final Destination, and then it becomes Hills Out of Eyes because until you meet oh. Anton, it has a very 
supernatural type feel to it where you really you don't see anything you're not really sure if there's anything there could just be terrible luck or maybe yeah Farine aren't that good at tying ropes yeah it's like the french version <laughs> of rituals <laughs> yeah 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 little rituals yeah i tell you man i really enjoyed this and everything yeah. that happened at the end the end sequence when uh the ladder scene and everything that happens is so well played in so many ways the last five ten minutes are fantastic. It, that whole sequence with the, at the ladder and what happens and the way it plays out. And I was invested in it. I was I was a little bit invested emotionally in it. I liked the characters. That doesn't happen with me a lot. But when it does, it, it, it works well. And that's what happened in this movie for me. Yeah, I like it. And I get where Derek's coming from with what he said earlier. Because we get, you know, Loic, a.k.a. Bitch Boy, coming back, redeeming himself. And then all of a sudden, the old switcheroonie with uh, with Guadame. <laughs> what the fuck his name <laughs> but uh i, I could have done without that it could have just been a simple you know but, i i can't hold this much longer you know it could have been just as simple as that it could have been innocent and and a little bit more heartbreaking that way rather than having two assholes in the group yeah and plus he paid for it in the end anyways yeah he paid for it anyway and um and of course, Chloe's final showdown with with Anton is—I thought it was terrific. But yes, yeah. but then it just kind of—I don't know—it just becomes cliche. The, the the dropping of the weapon—it's just ah, that's the only thing that hurts it for me. Really, it's like finish it, yeah. like, finish it. I get it. They play it out. They connect. They connect it to the flashbacks, which they started very early, and it was really well done. So you understand, you understand completely. But it's so different that it's like, ah, you know? Yeah. Especially ah. since this guy just killed all her friends and Ex- shit. Like, yeah, exactly. exactly. This is, this is uh, Anton's, even though we find out later who Anton really is, we don't know right now at this point yeah. where Anton's origin started. Chloe certainly doesn't either. She just sees his shack full of heads, him <laughs> torturing and fucking dismembering all her friends and uh, decides to drop the weapon. Exactly, you know, like he was about to just fucking kill her in the house. He just fucking killed Will, you know. It's just fucked, and she pays for it too because the way the movie ends, you're like, what the fuck did I just watch this for? I do like the the way they the way they cut it though because it's such a beautiful scene of her. Yeah, it is. It's a great and then the, shot. You know, yeah. and then the fade to black and just the uh, the audio, you know, just hearing it. You know what I mean? I like it too. I love endings like that, so I was totally on board. I had no problem with that. I don't usually like endings like like that, but I, I mean, it just it just I didn't mind it here. It just felt it was just uh, you know, it just it shouldn't have happened. What? Wow. Okay, I, I don't think it was a heel turn at the end. B. You don't? No, I do not. I, I think he was trying as best as he could, but it, and he was really you know giving it his all. And but he also at the same time was thinking back that you know twenty minutes ago this guy left me for dead over there, and he was things were crossing his mind, and it was becoming too much for him to bear physically. But he was still trying as best he could. But it got to the point where he had to make a decision, and let's just say that he didn't regret it as much as he would have if it was just another person. That's how I look at that. I just find that as life. That's yeah, how anyone I, would do it. Oh, I think I, it's I, a good turn. Yeah, I, do I you? guess. Yeah. Wow. Either either way, it, you know, he. I think it was a heel turn because of the way this face looked. Oh, you know, yeah. I th- I th- well, that's, that's him thinking about it. But he still, after he did it, he was still struggling to help him. It wasn't like they he, they had a look on his face and one second 
later he let him go. He was still struggling at, at that time. Yeah, he had to know. make he had to make it look genuine. I think it's it def- I think it was definitely deep. the end of the bread. All right. Well, maybe I'm reading too deep. Then he got he was he was th- he, yeah he was thinking all right because then he got a fucking thing in the head. <laughs> That's what makes it so tragic, though. See, I don't want it to be a heel turn if that happens. Because that was like you actually fell for the character. He was true blue the whole time. He could have been a dick considering what was going on. That's karma, Kramer. Yeah, that's karma, like, man. You know. Yeah, and I plus, guess so. And plus, if you, three against one might might have helped their chances a little bit more too if they just worked together. So that's why I didn't like that whole situation. Chloe's like, a badass. Chloe was a badass. Though. I'll give her that. But yeah. The only the only yeah. part yeah. of the movie that really kind of doesn't make sense when she falls through that booby trap and manages not to land on any spikes except that one that went through her arm. Well, especially when they go, like, they, they descend down to rescue yeah, her. Yeah, and, there's like, down, and she like, almost impales her face on it. <laughs> yeah. She threw the worm through them. And, that's a big, <laughs> and that was a big, a big descent down. So oh, she should have been dead, I think, from impact. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And she's just sitting there like, Oh, I just got one in the arm, you know. Okay. They're, they're calling down to her. Okay, she's not. Maybe she's not that far down, but they're calling down to her. Even if you're impaled on the arm, you're gonna be like, "I'm hurt," or "Come help me." <laughs> she doesn't say a damn word. <laughs> Weird. Didn't but, that happen in that other movie too? Last show, uh, you might be the killer. Didn't wasn't there a booby? You might be the killer. Yeah. <laughs> didn't that happen in that movie where the, the girl fell down yes. the booby trap yes. and yeah. She didn't get killed either. So yeah. it's like it's the new thing. This one say. was a much bigger drop, though. This one seemed like you had to hit at least two or three spikes on the way down. But yeah. Anton was an idiot. He set that up stupidly. <laughs> the safe spot. <laughs> Maybe I don't feel as high as I did on it then, because it hit me more when that thing happened at the end with the fact that. He was that kind of a guy, and it's not a surprise. It's a surprise when that happens. When a character like that gets it, that's a surprise. You know what I mean? When a, when a guy has a heel turn and gets it, it's expected. So I think I liked the movie so much because of the – I thought they, they you know threw a wrench in it and freaking did something different with a, swir- something different with a swerve. So I'm going to have to come down a little bit. When, did you okay. think all the arrows looked bad? Was there a specific one, Christian? Or they all look bad in every yeah. movie. Uh, no, and, and in most movies – Arrows suck, unless you're talking big, big budget. That's one thing I noticed about CG. You can always tell. Mm-hmm. Oh, this one didn't have CG, so this one would be like maybe a sound effect, and then the person would come in the frame with the, the arrow already penetrating through and like a spit up of blood. It was just a quick cut. And I noticed, I think it was two times they did it, um, without going into too much detail uh, to try to be as spoiler-free as possible. Huh. Okay. Uh, no, I was just wondering. And I just was like, I, I rewound it. And I'm like, oh, that was kind of oddly edited. And it could have just easily been like they didn't have the budget to actually make a quick effect of it looking like it was actually shooting through. So they just did the quick pop in the frame with it already there and done. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, one of the arrows kind of looked like a harpoon to you. Kind of it looked like. Yeah. Yeah. You know I <laughs> No, it did. Uh, otherwise, oh, he also didn't like to waste arrows because he uh, miss the one guy and then pull the arrow out of the tree to salvage it and save it. Anton's like yeah. a, re- a reuse, recycle type guy. That's very Walking Jewish. Dead. Daryl does that all the time. He's what? He's That's Jewish. Very... He was Jewish. <laughs> Daryl. Daryl's Jewish. <laughs> oh, man. No, I still thought it was an enjoyable watch. Another, this one was fast paced. All these films tonight that we reviewed were, short, yeah. 
ran under an hour and 20. I know. I loved it. I like it, too. I, my perfect length film now is like just over an hour. Yeah, I, I love it. My daughter said the opposite. She watched them because she was off to of school this week. So she had to watch these movies. She had no choice, and she's gone yeah. from every device. She had no choice. That's all this girl has left in her life is drawing and watching whatever day I watches when yeah. I want to watch TV. That's where she's at. She's, that's whatever. <laughs> she brought that Ford again? <laughs> <laughs> Dad, hurry up and finish. Uh, so you didn't want to crack the Baldy joke last time. All of a sudden, the Baldy joke was a little too far. You dropped the point. <laughs> that Baldy joke is just too dark. Yeah. <laughs> that was oh boy, oh boy. That was that, the Baldy joke didn't bother me. Hell, I said it. <laughs> that on the other hand, no, but but seriously, um, she didn't like that they were short. She goes every time she said, "I've never seen a movie so short." And I go in, and she goes. I said, why, do you like them longer? She goes, yeah, I do. I, I like long movies. I'm like, wow, that's fucking, that's strange to see, you know? Well, she's been years. watching your number ones for the last four years, which are the fucking Gone with the Wind lane. <laughs> she did see Suspiria twice, the new one. <laughs> well, anyway, I enjoyed her. Great final girl. Yeah, really, I really liked a very attractive girl. Good cast. You know, yeah. it, it made sense. You felt like they were friends. It, it, all right, maybe a little force that Fred invited Chloe's ex and, you know, but but it created good tension there Yeah. beforehand. And uh, the ending was good. The only thing I didn't like was at the very end that they announced that Anton had disappeared as a five-year-old. What they should have done then is, okay, he was abducted as a five-year-old. So he clearly did not raise himself as a feral child living on these mountains. Somebody else did. So they should have had some other mountain man appear at the end to maybe set up a sequel. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. giving us a clue that there's somebody else out there. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the only thing. But otherwise, it's fine. I like, you know, the stat 3270 mysterious disappearance in the Balklands unexplained and all that. And, you know, if anything, I learned not to go uh, climbing in Croatia. Yeah, not, not that I was planning to anytime soon. And they use the old uh, oh, your okay. thing about uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Two, Dave, where when Jason hears his name and he's like, "How does this girl know my name?" Like that. Really? That was a big yeah. That right? was like a yeah. big a big thing in this one. Anton. He's like, oh, oh. I thought they were gonna go full. Dude, I thought they were gonna go full fucking full frontal. First. Full, frontal? Yeah, full frontal. I was hoping to see the the, the mountain man full frontal. Yeah. Anton is a baldy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, good. Out of control. But good gore too. The bear trap scene. Some other stuff. We had a lot going on. Yeah. And- always love a good bear trap scene. They're always yeah. brutal. Yes, they are. Yeah. They're great, man. That's that's some good gore. Man, I don't know if I come down because there was no heel turn or not. I feel weird about this. I feel weird. You guys, someone else. Ready. You know what? It, to <laughs> me, like you, you saying that you don't think it's a heel turn. You guys talked I, me I, out I, of it. It was three I, against I, one. I, I gave in. I did. But I could, you know, either way, it doesn't really affect my enjoyment of the film. Well, it doesn't affect it, but at the time, that's what made it so high of a, of a rating for me. I'm like, oh, you don't see that much. They swerve me. It, it's exciting. You know what I mean? So now oh, that it's taken. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely exciting, but either yeah. way, I think it's exciting. Yeah, yeah maybe you're right. And shocking. I'll just yeah, go ahead and right. I'll just go ahead and say it. I, I'm I'm at the same rating I was with with them. I'm at a seven point five. I had a lot of fun with this one. 
Yeah. I'm going to go first yeah. before Derek. I got it. You go. And then I got to go before Dave so that Brandon doesn't keep thinking. I, I come into the same thing as Dave, but go ahead, <laughs> Derek. You're yeah, next. I'm, I'm also at a 7.5 out of 10. Nice. Like I said, I do enjoy it, but I think some of the cliche shit does kind of hurt it for me personally. That's just me though. And I'm sorry for cutting you off there, D, but I'm a bit higher, man. Cause, and I, I appreciate you picking this. I'm an eight out of 10. Nice. Damn. Look at that. I'm pretty high on it. I almost dropped it to an 8 out of 10, but I'm going to stick. I'm at 8.5. I really enjoy the ride, man. Well, can't you drop it to 8 just so I could have my point? <laughs> just, that you and Christian always have the same ratings. Which we never do. <laughs> that, what are you talking about? We do not. You guys, <laughs> your guys' cycle synced up in season 1 and it hasn't stopped since. That's why you turned heel. It's, it's all coming out now. That's why Crazy you turned talk. heel. <laughs> this fucking this is a classic. This is a classic freaking angle. This is an old wow. See, he hasn't oh, wow. been on. See, hasn't been on my side since the boy, and uh, <laughs> since the boy and uh, what was the other one? Don't breathe. <laughs> he was on your side on don't breathe. Yeah, yeah. that was the last time. <laughs> Those were the last two I can remember. <laughs> you ganged up on me. On don't breathe. I'll tell you that. Where do you land on don't breathe, Derek? Why you're here? Uh, it's been a while since I watched it. I I dug it for what it was. I, I think I'm. Maybe like a seven, seven point five. That range. Okay. I haven't watched it in a while, and I haven't had the urge to watch it. But I, I my rating is still high. I still thought it was. Great. I actually kind of want to rewatch it right now that I that we brought it up. Now yeah. seems kind of the time. Well, yeah. I, I did rewatch it. I think I told you I rewatched that and Split, two movies that it came at six out of ten initially, and both movies went up on second watch. Split they went I've up right, seen to, three right times. to Dave's right to Dave's rating, right? Yeah, exactly. Bang. <laughs> Right on you. It's always a second view. Remember, on, this is just yo, a character wait, I'm playing. View. Don't really be yeah. mad, Christian. Yeah, I'm, I'm not like mad. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's I'm not mad just a character I'm playing. <laughs> it's just a character. Tell it to your knuckles. Uh... <laughs> Quick funny fucking story. The infamous Deskwatch service review that Brandon did. He was like, Derek, recommend. I tried to warn him not to watch that movie, and he still went out and seeked it out. You don't listen. You don't listen. We learned that earlier tonight. You didn't listen to me. You know something? I I always say that my reviews and and my opinions on films are fluid, and they can change constantly. And when we do these reviews, I have a ballpark area of where I am, but they can change based on our conversation. But there's only been one movie that I've reviewed where I felt like I intentionally came in giving it a certain score, and I kind of kick myself for doing it now. Don't read your talking Death, about Death Court Service 2. Correct. Yeah. Death Court Service 2. It was better than the first one, but I intentionally came in a lot higher than I should have uh-huh. just to keep the haters off my back, and I shouldn't <laughs> have. I should have reviewed it fairly, but it was a lot better than one. I'll give it that, but it was no six out of ten. It was so one, out, your- one out of ten. Right? Yeah, is it? Now that you're full heel, what's your rating? You got to do it now. Honestly, probably more like a three and a half, four out of ten. Okay. That, that the first good. one is a zero because it had writers involved with it, yet it, there's no story to it. So what were they writing? <laughs> Just gratuitous ways, gratuitous ways to kill. Oh, yeah, let's shove a bat up a pussy. No, yeah, oh, those, okay. That's you what know, I'm talking about. You, know, you, right you know, those movies had their audience, you know, like I know, all movies I know. do. I'm, I'm really not hating on Sean Donahue or Chris Woods. Like, good for them. You know, they're uh, they're doing their thing. So, it's just not for me. Derek, another question for you. Nightmare yes. on Elm Street Part 2 or Rocky 4? <laughs> I will crush you. Rocky 4. Nope. <laughs> there you go. Happy birthday, Polly. <laughs> 
Yo, I've been meaning to rewatch all the Rockies. I've seen them all several times, but you know how I always say a movie's only as good as your first watch. Maybe if I went back and saw Rocky Four again, I wouldn't have the bad experience because the second half is too slow for me. But sometimes, what, the like big I said, fight? No, no, no. The fight is, as a matter of fact, James Brown. I've, I've always said, oh, that shit's great. I've always <laughs> said that the best fight in the Rocky movies was against Drago. Just the fight itself. I've always said that. It's half but the movie. That movie is edited like I'm a I'm talking movie. Russia. When his yeah. foot hits the ground, the snowy ground in Russia, from the time he gets to Russia on trains to the time he leaves, it, 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 it took me out of it last time I watched it. Uh, it was too <laughs> slow moving. Something <laughs> happened. You know? So, <laughs> yeah. are you laughing at me? Yeah. I am. And I'm the heel. Yeah. You are. I guess you get to. I guess I'm, the end, I'm the end of the bread. You bust my balls, just like my daughter. She don't listen to me either. I know. But, but to be fair, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 has grown on me over the years. Oh, nice. Yeah. Glad to hear it. I don't think it's the you know the cat's ass, but I do like it. Yeah. Hmm? <laughs> are we going to jump into a triple R? <laughs> Another show. I guess so. I like yeah. Cat's yeah, we might as well do the triple R next. Triple okay. R time. And this is from our uh, good buddy, Jason? Yep, yep. Yep, Jason Smith's Sinister Cinema Reviews and of podcast fame now because I have been listening to it too haven't you go ahead yeah. Christian you take it I talk too fucking much please yeah you should do uh, <laughs> podcast entitled In the Mic of Madness on YouTube on well it's on Apple Podcasts for sure that's a good title In the Mic of Madness I yeah like it that. is that's and a really a, good title it's a good show yeah. no shit it's a good it show is, too yes. yeah they've got a good flow it's a yep. trio, yep. Uh, another ju- another gentleman and a, and a lady, and I I I'm sorry I forgot your names, but you're all great. They they she, play off each other. Is she well. single? Did she mention I, me? I didn't ask. <laughs> I didn't ask. Yeah. Dude, that that girl wants you. Uh, she's I know. Single. I'm just. And um, what's their name? Wants you. The guys that messaged me the emails last week, but that's all. <laughs> the whole... guys that messaged <laughs> yes. me the email want me. Yes, that I haven't had a chance to read yet. That'll have to be next show, along with my other review that I told someone I was going to do for a triple R because they messaged me. They messaged us, but specifically me because I'm the found footage guy and they addressed it to me. So he said that he watched a new movie, a found footage movie that came out at the end of 2018 and that he really liked it and he knows I love found footage, so he recommended it. And I watched it and I was going to do a triple R of it tonight, but we're running behind thanks to Mr. Vane. And uh, <laughs> he was just talking shit to me, though. I had five to pound a... vein in my cock, maybe. <laughs> what are you, Tommy Lee? Tommy D. I'm Buddy Lee. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Cuddy Lee. Yeah, so I'm gonna say that for next show, along with the story about Brandon and the people coming after him that you know that are digging his shit. But now, Triple R, Sinister Cinema, or Sinister Cinema, I say. I mean, it, it is the man, but the movie's called uh, what's it called, B? It's called Dry Blood from. Actually, it's from. Two, it says 2017, but it's it's a 2019 film. I think it just yeah. got released. What? Yeah. Are you serious? This yeah. is my first 2019 film, then. Oh. Yeah, wow. it was released January 11th, 2019. I have another reason to, to watch it. I uh, wanted to rewatch it. Now I have another reason. Actually, oh, Camp uh, Camp Death Three in 2D is your first 2019. Right. <laughs> it is official. Let's oh, hope. for one. Ha <laughs> ha. Actually, I hope. Method has failed. 
I hope that's the worst movie of the year for me then. That's fine. Maybe that'd be great if it, if it did happen that This way. was actually a second time watch for me because I've, I've watched eight 2019 films. It hasn't been a lot yet. It hasn't really gotten going yet, but I've watched yeah. eight, and this this was one of the earlier watches, so this was a second time watch. Yeah, this is my first 2019 all right, let me read this description. In a rural mountain town, an unstable drug addict must unravel a surreal murder mystery as he's terrorized by malevolent ghosts, a deranged sheriff, and the frightening hallucinations from his withdrawal. Directed by Kelton Jones, who plays the sheriff. Written by Clint Carney, who plays uh, our lead, uh, Brian. Also producer and executive producer and editor. But, and, uh... and in charge of craft services. <laughs> Probably, probably. <laughs> and key grip. The uh, that description that kind of ruins the movie a little bit. I think they should have left a little bit of out, out of that description. Let me reread it. Drive like yeah, the rural mountain town. No, no, you okay, didn't. You didn't. Ruin, you didn't ruin the movie. <laughs> I'm just saying that one that does because actually, if you didn't, if you read, I read that too before I before I watched the movie. So then mm-hmm. I'm waiting for all this shit to happen. I'm like, that really doesn't happen. Sorry. It does, but then it becomes a major spoiler in a sense. Yeah. The, yeah. the key word here, the key word here is unstable drug addict, surreal. That's really what it is. He goes to the mountains to a cabin that him and his ex-wife own, and he's going to go through with, he wants to finally get clean and go through withdrawal there. And he calls up his friend Anna to come join him there. And some weird, surreal shit starts to take place. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. You this, think movie, yeah. this movie is so fucking repetitive. It should have been like a half hour short, to be honest. With, because he fights with Anna. He makes up with Anna. The cop fucking bothers him. Are you my brother? He fights with Anna again. <laughs> makes up with Anna. The cop comes... Are you going to be my buddy? I thought we were friends. I'm like, fuck, how many times are they going to show the fucking same scene over and over again in different scenarios? Just get on with it. It's a trip, though, man. It's a trip. That's what it's about, this movie. The guy's tripping out the whole fucking thing. So that's what that's the experience. I guess I'm going to be the only one that likes that aspect because, see, it sounded like you were about to say you agree. Oh, I do. I, I, I agree. I liked the second half of the movie, the acting... I'm sorry. I, I seem like I'm going to be the big critic on all these low-budget movies. But the acting was really poor. <laughs> I like the lead, but I didn't like the girl. Although she was she was cute. The girl, the, the cop. The lead was probably the best out of the three. I mean, but at the end of the day, if you, can't, if you can't jump on board. <laughs> it was board, very monotone. Yeah, man. And if you can't jump on board with it, then why would I want to jump on board with it? <laughs> but admittedly as it unravels, as they like to say in this description here. I thought that was kind of cool. I thought the ending was cool. There's a couple of nice surprises there, but ultimately uh, it was more of a miss than a hit. Yeah. I I like the idea of this movie, but like I said, like with the monotone acting and the the repetitiveness of some of the actions and scenes in it, it just draws it out for you. And you just want to get to those fun. Because I do like the end of this movie. It's really cool. The aspect of the ending, but it's like a journey to get there. It slogs. Life's a journey, not a destination. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what about it? What about it, Four Inch? Freaking Four Inch Vein. Yeah, what about Brandon? You haven't said anything. What about what do Four you Inch? Think? You haven't what? said anything. Four Inch Vein. It's your new nickname. You're your oh, Vein and you're Four, four inch. Inches. Yeah, Four Inch Vein. <laughs> so. <laughs> First time I saw this, 
I came in very high on it. This time around, my rating for this film dropped. And that's because the first time around, obviously, I hadn't seen it, so I didn't know what was going on, but I did enjoy the very surreal, hypnotic, withdrawal-type feel to it. I like where it went, where where by the end of the film, you're not sure if he's going through drug withdrawal or if he's just dealing with mental illness. Whereas the second time around, where I was able to obviously know what's going on based on how it ended the first time, I'm paying attention to the poor acting. Uh, and, yeah. and that took me out of it. It, it. it is poor acting, but the story was intriguing to me the first time around. There still were some big mistakes. I didn't like certain things. I mean, the sheriff was kind of annoying and stuff like that, but uh, but it made sense to me. It, 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 it really did make sense to me, and I, I was on board the first time. I'll tell you what happened. I watched the movie. When I got to the end of it, I ended the, la- the last thing I wrote in my notes was a question mark, and I gave it no rating because I didn't understand what happened at the end, right? I mean, I had an idea, but definitely not what it is. Then I went to bed, and then I woke up in the middle of the night. This is the weirdest thing. And I couldn't get back to sleep right away. And I, I never do this, but this time I did. I, I started thinking about the movie for some reason, and I figured out what happened. I mean, so maybe you guys knew what happened, and I didn't. And that when, I, when, when, it, when it was revealed to me, it, blew, it kind of blew me away. I was like, oh, that's what's going on here. Now I really want to watch it a second time because I know what's going on. Because I thought, dude, the little girl, I thought the story was going to be this. He has a daughter. His daughter died right there, and that's why he became a drug addict. And that's what I thought this whole thing was going to be about. And then it turns out the little girl that he keeps seeing was not his daughter at all. It was a completely different thing. And holy shit, when all that came around, that, that idea of that swerve just made the movie a hit for me. But she I was, can see that happening to me, what happened to you, B. I'm afraid to watch she, it a second time. She was too young to be given head. <laughs> um. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, you, yeah. that guy has the worst scream in that scene too. Like oh. he's like, oh. I like the cop's badge number five five five. Fuck yourself. <laughs> Real? Well, see, Dave. Yeah, I don't know. I, I go I ahead. Got a, I, yeah. I got something for Dave, and if it matches up with his interpretation of the of the ending, maybe don't, don't spoil. Don't no spoil. spoil. Triple R. Okay. Are you thinking of another movie that's very similar in fashion? In terms of repetition? I don't know what you're saying, but I, I'll tell you what. This isn't something that I haven't seen before. It, just, it was just done in a different fashion here. But it's still, nonetheless, it still intrigued me. But when you're talking about repetition, I don't know what it is. I, I'm, I'll, I'm just going to say Groundhog Day. Oh. See, to me, or to me it was just... To you? Or I think it was just... <laughs> I just think it was out of. I think it was told like not. I don't even want to compare it to Pulp Fiction, but I'm just talking about fragmented storytelling, uh, and so we're seeing. It is end, fragmented. We're seeing the end part or the aftermath, and as as the movie plays out, we're seeing all the lead up to what happened at that point, and the end mm-hmm. scene is just that opening redone where it, it's showing a reveal. That's fine, but the only That's... reason why I say Groundhog Day or Happy Death Day is because when they show in his trunk, when he wakes up at the end, you see a skeleton, and bodies don't decompose that much in, in the course of 12 hours. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. That could be six weeks later he's making that phone call. Who cares? That's what I'm saying. Here's what, here's what I noticed, that the first ghost he sees is the girls. Yeah, I know. So by, by, by seeing that, you know the order the events happened in. So in real life... I what happened? The, the, the the phone call he makes comes over, 
what goes down with those two goes down, then the other party comes after. That's the order of it. So I figured that out, and that's what I think it is. You just had to piece it together. And what you just said, it fits in as well. You just have to piece it together, and that's what impressed me. All right, I have, a, I have a question. Every time we see, like, a piece of cloven, like uh, the yellow dress and, like, uh, the red ribbon, it, it comes back into play. Do you think, because some of the characters that we are seeing this, are they spirits already or in that aspect? I think he's fucking nuts, and he just keeps putting them back and reliving the same fucking thing over and over. He's on drugs. He's tripping. That's how there is to it. But I think he keeps making the phone call and keeps going back up to the cabin. No, because the cop thing only happened once, and they show the cop thing being – they showed the discovery of the cop thing, the Rob Galuso yeah, being the at the th- place and that. They showed it happening. So I think there's an order of sequence, and it, I think it happened once, and then, you know, yeah, at the beginning, you-, you think it's the beginning – but the guy is just doing it, and he's so tripped out that he's, yeah. just, he's living it in his own head, I guess. Plus, the only thing that kind of follows your uh, thing, Brandon, is the store clerk is added. Yeah, Galuzzo. That's what I yeah. said. That whole situation with, with him and the sheriff. Because remember, it has to be that day, without spoiling. What happened? It could only happen at, at one time. Yeah. This is the way things play out. You know clerk. you're paying for that fucking bottle. <laughs> <laughs> He was probably the best actor in the movie. Rob G. There he is. Nice. That's a shockwaves. What? He was all right. Rob G. Yeah, that's him. Rob Galuzzo. Rob G. Oh, he's a store clerk? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, that's him. That's Rob G. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's the store clerk. Yeah, but the store clerk also interacts with Anna, too, with that aspect. So, you know, it kind of defeorized your theory, too, Brandon, in that aspect, too. The, I love what you detheorize. Can you detheorize them a bit more? <laughs> you know that aspect? Because then the store clerk would have to relive it too. Yeah. No, because it's all in his head. The store clerk's not in his head. The whole thing could be everything's, in his head. Everything's, it could be in his head. It could be. Repetition. But this that is... guy's a fucking weirdo anyways, because who the fuck drinks coffee cre- eating cereal or coffee creamer? Well, she I bought know. the same. She bought the Gross. same exact thing. She bought the same exact thing. She bought the coffee creamer also. But they she bought, bought powdered thing. coffee creamer. I, look, I used to work at a supermarket. I know what powdered coffee creamer looks like. Yeah. There he is. That's the man, the Boston creamer. <laughs> that's, his, that's his porn name. <laughs> hey, on my weekends, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Boston creamer. I don't know. I lie. I think I'm gonna come in the highest, but I'm not positive about that. I just. I don't know. I am. Take... <laughs> I, well, I, I want to see if we all saw the same thing. I mean, we can't talk about it. On, I wish we could have done this as a feature. I wish we could have done this as a feature review and, and hash it out a little bit and go into spoiler section. But we can't. It's a triple R. But I'm glad we got to see it, and I'm going to watch it again, and hopefully I don't have the, the experience Brandon had where the acting, I'm going to notice it more. I don't know. I'm curious because... I think this is something that you can watch a couple of times and take the different things from it. But I think I figured it out, and we'll talk about it after. For me, I, I gave it a seven and a half. I liked it. I went six out of ten. Oh wait, we're yeah. supposed to do head ratings. <laughs> oh, I forgot it's a brand new movie. You're Mild right. Rumble. Right, guys. Second review. Yeah. F head. F head. Right on. All right. Yep. Exactly. I'm at F-head. a body of body convulsions. Ah, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, you're in convulsion land. Holy uh, shit! Yeah. yeah, and I dropped from a half head to a mild rumble. 
There we go. Right. But hey, maybe maybe I will watch it again down the line. Maybe I'll like it a little bit more. Who knows? You know. But whatever. I'm not saying people shouldn't check it out. Still, they might like it more than I did personally. But I yeah. would have liked it more based on some of the things you guys said about <laughs> the store clerk and seeing the car and stuff like that. And and Derek, you pointing out him interacting. If at the end, just a certain scene where we get a view inside a trunk, if things just looked a little different. I don't care about the haunting, the very first haunting and what he sees, even though I thought that makeup looked like a like a suit almost. It reminded me of uh, Dave's suit, the, skin suit. It, it reminded me of what the <laughs> it reminded me of what the wife looks, what the wife turns into in House. Remember? Oh yeah, my ex girlfriend. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but but I but I just wish that that scene was just a little different. But it's it's not a bad film it's not a bad film it's it's low budget so you gotta excuse the acting you gotta really if you haven't checked it out and you're going to really look past the acting and and pay attention to the story because that's it is a good story you won't forget it this is the movie that you're gonna watch you're probably not gonna forget it when someone brings it up we had to see if you love it or hate it or, or, or just like it I think yeah. when someone says dry blood, a lot of times you watch a movie and you give it like a rating of a six or something. It's just another movie that was better than average, but eh, you know what I mean? You don't think about it. Someone someone says the title and you're like, what the hell was that? This is a movie that I think if someone brings up dry blood, you'll remember. I think it's... And so it gets, it and it gets, and we didn't really talk about the, the, uh, the ending, but there's some certain scenes where we get some gore. That is fucking insane. Yeah, the gore's. Oh, we get that one kill, Ooh. which is absolutely bonkers. And then we get very well done. Yeah, very well done. And then we get another kill that happens where he's like crying, but he's so certain of something that's going on that like he does. He's not even sure what's going on. That but it, but he's oh. crying and it's it's absolutely yeah. haunting and terrifying. So. There is some, there is some good in this film. Yeah, and yes. yeah, I don't want to make it sound like a shit on the whole thing. There's definitely some good in this film because when it starts, when shit hits the fan, it hits the fan. Yeah. Yes. But man, that, for that kill too. That beer yeah. bottle, that fucking beer bottle, oh. or wine oh, bottle, whatever yeah. the hell it was. <laughs> a little oh, out of bonus. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but the one thing about also like that kill that you're talking about, Brandon too. Uh, the screaming of the character, yeah, fucking scream. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that's why I say you got to look past the acting because sometimes, I but know. you know, th- they tried, they tried, and they at least yeah, I, you, I appreciated uh, having a good story. I'd you, rather have a good story than than good acting and no story. You know, like me personally, I I watch a lot of shitty movies anyways, and I enjoy shitty movies. Yeah, I'll admit that, but that aspect too, you know, when it's a good movie, it's more noticeable to me because yeah. And I know that Jason, Jason uh, went on a rant about people shitting on like the 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 present state of horror and what we're getting. And you know we've been strong on the fact that uh, this is probably the best decade in horror. Yeah, we've been we've been positive advocates for the state of horror for since the beginning of the show. And absolutely, we're not the only ones, but I'm just saying that we have been. But he also personally came down on me for shitting on the open house last year. Because he liked the open house. Oh, yeah. And that makes me question him. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, Jason. This is my retaliation. No, I, I had to do it. Going I, saw to heal too. I saw it too. And I was like, Jason, Jason might be like Brian from uh, Dry Blood. We might have to take him to a cabin and get him to withdraw from shitty films. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, 
you know what? We went through a couple of texts back and forth and power to your man, because if you like the movie, you like the movie. And what the fuck can I like? I mean, that's what that's personal opinion. That's hey, what man. Yeah. Who cares? But I had to bring it up. I had to bring it up again. <laughs> Who gives a fuck? Thanks again. And let's take let's take a one one final break. Thank you again, Jason. Thanks to all you patrons and all you listeners. Well, right, and we love you all. But we'll be back in a second. Hey, it's your boy Donnie Rings, host of the Horror Mafia podcast. I'm joined by my associates, Baby Joy. Hey yo, how you doing? Come stay. And Big Bill Casanelli. Hey, Bafangul, Bafangul, all right? And together, the three of us will take you, the listener, through our unique take on the horror genre. And sometimes mob movies, too. We are the mafia, you know. We serve up a little antifaz to get you in the mood. A little gabagool, a little super sad, a hot sausage, a piece of mozzarella, crack Sicilian, I'll forget about it. As well as a wide variety of entrees to manja. Whether the classic film review or our list episodes. You'll always get an exquisito dish served. Hey guys, how can we forget? Daniel's torture. Ah! Fucking Dawn! So come join us in the back room at Horophilia Studios for a sit down with the Horror Mafia podcast. We'll make you an offer you can't refuse. Or you'll be sleeping with the fishes. All right. This is it, right? We're wrapping it up. This is our last review. Yeah, man. Yeah. Derek B. Derek B. Bringing it again. What's next? Next is The Pack from 2010. Written and directed by Frank Ricard. Or is it Richard? (laughs) 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 It's spelled Richard, but I have a feeling it's pronounced Ricard. (laughs) One winter morning. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. It's how pretentious. One winter morning while driving through the desolate French countryside. Traveler Charlotte picks up hitchhiker Max. Together, they stop at a roadside diner where a strange and depraved horror awaits. Yeah. What a bizarre movie. Very bizarre. It was bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't yeah. expecting to happen what ended up happening. Like a From Dust Till Dawn almost, in a sense, like two separate mm. movies. Like a switcheroonie, as Brandon <laughs> would say. <laughs> yeah, it turns into like a road movie to like a Lucio Fulci zombie movie. Yeah. Fucked. Yeah. I love the fucking the main fucking bad lady in this movie. She's fucking La Spac? Yeah. La Spac. Yeah, I like her too. Yeah. Yeah. I like the girl. I love I love I fucking the first date cop. He wears that shirt the whole movie. Oh the cop you know the cop is? (laughs) You know who plays that cop? No. Look familiar. Who? That's that's the killer from high tension. Holy shit, really? Yeah, yeah he was also. Re- I didn't recognize him with 18 pencils in his face. <laughs> what the hell was with that scene? He's just sitting around sticking pencils in his. He's no, he's just because he's, he's retired. He's bored, you know. That's when he... <laughs> that is the kill. Holy shit! Yeah, That's good. he's good in this too because I like that. The one thing I do like is that he actually gives a shit. Like he could have been like, ah, fuck it. He actually follows up and, and decides to figure out what happened to this missing girl. Yeah, you expect in these types of movies for, like, the whole town to be in on it. But here we go. We have a retired cop who's actually genuinely concerned about her disappearance, especially once he finds her uh, her station wagon. Yeah. Dude, well, I, thought he wanted to, I thought he wanted to fuck her when they first met her. He took the number. I thought he was faking it. Anyone can say that. I thought he wasn't even really an ex-cop. He was wearing that shirt. And I thought he was, he was uh, you know... He was pulling a freaking a scam. He was trying to get this girl's phone number. He, that was just his, his game. And he was going to get it 
for whatever reason, and then he was going to call her and try to do something, and then it was quite the opposite. So, so that was kind of interesting. And then I still wasn't sure about him until you know things progressed. But yeah, well, it takes a it takes a, a special kind of person to wear a fuck on the first date shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah, he's great. I I always. He also is in like a lot of Gaspar No films. He's the butcher and I stand alone. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah I love that yeah. movie. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, right. he's a, yeah, he's in a lot of like the French horror movies. Like he's in Calvier also, I think. Well, isn't he also in the beginning of? Uh, then he's also in the beginning of Irreversible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, there you go. That's yeah. why I recognize him. He's one of the two guys in, in that in the beginning. Oh yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you know why? That's why, because he was a pervert in that movie too. That guy definitely fucks on the first date. <laughs> I, get, I get, I get the shirt now. I get the shirt. It makes sense. Yeah, I like the aspect of this movie because it's even like when I was watching like the making of documentary on the disc, like all the actors that are involved, they were all like laughing at the script because it's so bizarre and it goes into like turns that they weren't expecting, you know. And I like that about this movie because it starts out like as this road movie with these. Two people meet and it turns into like this weird like exploitation movie with like this weird biker gang and then it fucking turns into like a Lucio Fulci zombie movie and that's the shit that I really love. I love that slow moving feel of like the old seventies zombie movies that this film represents and especially so atmospheric in those scenes. Well, this is gonna be an example that I usually always go in the other route, but I think I prefer the first half of this movie to the second half. Yeah. However, ah. however, there is one sequence that is so well done, and again, I, I, whether it's Tarantino-esque or whatnot, where you see that crazy old lady with the wheelbarrow, yeah. and someone in the wheelbarrow, and you're like, what the fuck? And then they play it out? Yeah, I like that Of how too, it got man. there? I thought that was really well done. And again, Super. I feel bad being cryptic here, but... I think it is an older film, so maybe I shouldn't be so worried about spoiling it. Yeah, but... I'd like you to bring this scene up because I don't know. I, I'm confused right now. Okay, so the I fuck on the first date cop Yeah, is in a wheelbarrow. Yeah, She's wheeling it, but you're wondering what the fuck's going on because we they don't know why. And then, and then they go back and then they show the whole scene come play out. And you still don't know why because as it's playing out, you think it's gone a whole different route. Because yeah. Crazy Lady is now locked up, and you think everything's going to be hunky-dory, but then it turns again. Why would you turn your yes. back on Los back so close to the cage? She was a former wrestler. <laughs> well, he didn't, know. he didn't know that either, though. He had to have known she was a former wrestler. Look at the size of her. She, fucked, she is fucked big. Charlotte. She fucked Charlotte up in that one scene. I mean, man, Charlotte's on the first badass. Day. Charlotte's badass, though. She even, she even admits badass. that she likes Charlotte. She admits, yeah. she's like, I like this girl, but yeah. she's like, you don't stand a chance, sweetheart. I'm a former wrestler. <laughs> yeah. I do like the Asian John Wayne guy. Yeah, John Wayne. John Wayne. I'm guessing, uh, Derek, that this one was not your first time watching. No, I've seen this before. Okay, I thought so. I thought so. It's it's weird where it goes in the third act, but it's also, for me, the strongest part of the movie. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I love that act. What's that? <laughs> I could tell by your reaction to what I said. I, yeah, I prefer the first half. Because like the third yeah. part of this movie, it turns into like, sort of like a siege narrative in a way. doesn't make sense, but that's the strongest point anyway. That, that's how I feel about the movie. Mm. That's all. Because what are they? I don't know what those things are and why. I don't know the what. They're like I don't the, know the why. They're they the, ghoul, the ghouls of the miners. They're the ghosts of the miners who were left dead, buried beneath the earth because they didn't want to... They're blood freakers for no reason? 
The I mean, Earth like needs blood. The Jewish... Earth needs blood. Look, yeah, the... that to me is the weakest part of the movie, the third act. I'm with Christian. Yeah. Wow. Besides from the final image, which I thought was the fucking best in the whole movie. <laughs> the final mean, image, because at once at, at one point I'm like, what the fuck? This is how they're ending? And then they show the final image. I'm like, yes. I thought it was the weakest because they didn't give enough backstory on it. Like, I get it. Like, Lespac and Max are there because they have to continue to feed these mud dwellers. These dead that can't rest have to come up and, and take blood and can't be defeated in any way. Yeah, but you're going from a movie. This is like watching Frontiers well, and then well, going they also, the Descent. Yeah, but they also explain the aspect of uh, some of these mud dwellers might be her children because her kids were minors that were killed. Yes. So that's why. Yeah, the yeah they allude to it. Yeah, she, she, yeah, she does. They're definitely some, some of it's definitely family, but Max is definitely fed up with having to to rely on this routine yeah plus you could see like max is changing because he i think he actually cares about charlotte too in that aspect because you see that scene where he gives her the apple in the cage yeah so yeah, he that's... actually does care when he's talking to her and he's like she was never like this before until after that incident happened with her his brothers and she I, went mad i think his whole performance and facial expressions throughout give the impression that he's kind of like over this repetitive scene that he has to go through in order to to feed these creatures, it's like it's like he like, doesn't want to do it anymore. Fuck! He almost got raped by a biker inside the bar for crazy. Oh, that he looked like he enjoyed. <laughs> he Baby. was very matter of fact. Maybe he, he he chose to underplay his role for that reason. But of course. but it was well done. Like I mean, I I didn't think it was like like indifference or whatever. But it, it just he's very subdued. Yeah, yeah I think that's worry about. He didn't worry about it. it. Was his home base. Yeah, yeah. he he knew Lisbeth was coming out eventually. Plus, yes. he plus, he probably doesn't give a shit at this point. He probably he wants to fucking be done with this. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Give, give, give me the old Lex steal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's a hard girl not to like, man. She's she's a she's a you know she's a cool character. She's a pretty girl. Who's Charlotte? Yeah. 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 No, she she was she was good. Yeah. I didn't get the ending. I, I I do I do like I mean even Max alludes to it like and you know why didn't the creatures attack her the first night? They needed they get, they didn't get fed yet. They got to get fed and they got to come rise up. Well, there's well, the two is. of them there. There's and two they, of them they there. Rip, they, they, they rip that one guy's arm off, and I don't care if that sounds like a spoiler because it's it's one sequence, and then it that's it. That and then it what does it pan up to like the sky or whatever like that, and then. Yeah, uh, it but, but it, it just seems it just seems like for the amount that there are, especially towards the end of the film, when you really get to see the pack, that both of them should have been torn to shreds at this point. Yeah. Also, they never really explain what Lespac is doing with the uh, with the liquids and the and the chairs and all that. I mean, and the, and I, the I, random limbs that she's chopping up and throwing away. That's what- yeah, that's assuming, what I'm saying. That's I'm the first ass- half. And you guys like that? I'm assuming those are the fatty bits that the monsters aren't eating, and, she, and she's dissolving them in acid because she throws them in the, that tub, and it yeah. sounds like they're they're sizzling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess but, she's getting uh, rid of uh, any extra evidence. <laughs> yeah, but I would have liked yeah. more explanation into the process of what's going on in the chair, and then certainly more about the pack. But the the effects of the creatures was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like these type of movies, are like the aspect of like. The Fulciism. I didn't mind that they didn't Fulgiism. really go into like the origins of these creatures and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not about that. Because like the same thing with Apostle, like I know like 
some people have like questions of like what the fuck's going on, on the island, but the character's job wasn't to find out what was going on with the island. So it's an aspect to these characters are thrown into the situation. Like the two characters that were doing this, we didn't know them as if Charlotte stayed with them as long as a little bit more than she did, she might've found out more information, but the way that the story was fast paced in that aspect too. It was just done half assed in that respect. I, I, I don't want some explanation that's kind of there. I, I, I want it to be explained or not explained. I don't like dropping a few things saying, okay, well, this, these are my brothers, something about the earth needs blood and something, but I just would have preferred a little more information. But yeah. I still love it. it. At, least, I, I at, least it, was, at least it was fast paced enough. Again, another film that probably from, yeah. from opening scene to credits was like an hour and 18 minutes. So yeah, was, you yeah. can't complain about that, even with the, with the lack of development, if you have an issue with that. So I could see, yeah. I could see Derek's point because it just does jump into it pretty quickly. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and you know what? I, I, I'm with D2. I don't know if I had a problem with that too much either. I do. I think they look more like a combination of burial ground zombies from 1981 and House, the from, the House by the Cemetery. Exactly. That's ex- exactly it. Like Even a, the same a shirt. Fusion. Like that's it. Oh. <laughs> so it was funny that, you, that that was it. A total fusion of both. I was thinking of a fusion between uh, The Descent and 30 Days at Night. Weird, huh? The descent. Fish. Those things look like like bad ghoulies. Oh, stop it! Fish the descent ghoulie muppets. Bad. Right? Yeah, you guys are both wrong when you talk about the ghoulies. Ghoulie that that does not look like a ghoulie muppet in Hellraiser. And what did you say about ghoulies for the descent? To form ghoulies, they look like ghoulies that hadn't gone to college. They look like the ghoulies in Ghoulies Four. Ghoulies never say die. If anybody needs me to watch, I, I said I was going to watch The Sin again. I still haven't watched The Sin again. I'm not going to get into that now. We're talking about oh, this movie. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. I was about to sidetrack. Okay, we'll do that in another show. Because I watched something recently, and it, it came up. I was like, all right. But anyway. Explain her arc to becoming, other than the relationship with, with uh, Dude, why is she now? <laughs> with Dude. <laughs> you know me and names in these fucking Our relationship movies. with dude. Well, everybody gets mad at me because why? Why can't you remember the characters' names? I'm like, I fucking can't remember the characters' names. I don't. I don't know. Charlie the and Ma- Are you Max. talking about Charlie and Max? I'm talking about Charlie and Max. That's who I'm talking about. Charlie. But at the end, at the end, Charlie Max. That's huh? what. What's talking dream? about? Her working there, all yeah. pregnant. That's a dream. Yeah, that's the best part working. of the whole. That's the best you... part of the whole fucking movie. What are you that's talking a... about? Oh, her so that's her at- hanging upside down then? I yeah. Her, okay. I was wondering, yeah. like, who the fuck? That that makes way more sense now. Because he died in the showdown. Because these things can't be defeated. He died. Max died in the showdown in the uh, fire in the shack where the biker yeah. gang was hiding out. They stood their ground, but they're not going to defeat the undead. And then she's having this image of, oh, taking over the family business. I'm pregnant with Max's baby. That was a weird kind of thing. It was a weird sequence, and I'm like, yeah. "What the fuck?" And then they show her upside down. Well, that was the it because it's and I'm like, yeah, "Yes, was, okay." <laughs> like, the first time I watched this, I feel you guys on that aspect because the first time I watched this, I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yes, kind of confusing. But but the second time when I was watching, oh my god, it's like that nightmare logic dream shit that happens, like phantasm and yeah. other shit like that. It's a dream that she's having while she's hanging. Yeah, she's dying. still alive. She's still alive with a leg missing and upside down. Yeah, and then the blood just comes over her POV. So it's like her shot and the blood just Yeah. 
Creed's over. Uh, I love. Was that the yeah. final? Was that the yeah. final shot? Yeah. Okay, so my I had a thing here, and it said, and I said it two or three times in this in this review. I said I didn't get the ending. <laughs> no, the ending is the blood coming over, and it's almost like the blood feeding the earth. I didn't realize it, it was a dream. Is what I was... Yeah, it's a metaphorical thing that yeah on the screen. It, it almost looks like the hue of your room. Ah. That that makes way more sense. I don't know how I missed it, but thank you for that because that actually helps my rating quite a bit and, and makes a better transition. Because I'm like, what the hell happened? Why why was she you know running away? Then we're then we're here and they kind of exchange those looks and she's pregnant and then suddenly she's hanging upside down with one leg off. I'm like, what did I fucking miss? What kind of baby did she give birth to? <laughs> She's giving birth to a putty baby. <laughs> Burial ground motherfuckers. So, so what's your rating it then, tough guy? Me? Oh, we're there? Yeah, I, I, you get, no one else has anything else? I, I don't know. It seemed like that was the direction. Maybe, does anybody have anything else? If so, I I, I humbly apologize. Oh, I'm, I'm good with it. Oh, I like the showdown. Why did the, the biker gang, that was... Why did they show back up at the shack? Because that wasn't their shack, right? Well, they, they look like those herder types. Like they, they just probably ransacked it. And... Yeah, okay. Yeah, because yeah. he went in there and he gave... Okay, that's fine. Yeah, because he went in there and he, he pulled up the, the floorboard and had all the guns and the weapons. Okay, I'm content. I'll tell you what, the games at the beginning, I want to give them a shout-out because I love them both. I used to play that Twilight Zone pinball game all the time at this freaking place out here. Pup golfing games. Me and my friends used to go out and party and freaking golf and game and, you know, get high and shit. And, man, I used to play the hell out of that freaking Twilight Zone. So that was nice to see. And then then they were playing Ghosts and Goblins. Ghosts right? and yeah. Goblins, yeah. 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 That I man, that I heard that song right away. You know that song? Oh, man. I thought I did. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to know it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet somebody out there dug it. <laughs> so yeah, I actually am more intrigued to see this again now, just knowing that revelation of how I missed that being a dream. Yeah. Uh, but as it stands right now, movie's good. I recommend everybody to see it if you haven't already. I come in at a seven out of ten. Hey, me too. Seven out of ten, right on. Nice. Yeah, this is one I I was like maybe. I'm trying to think back what I rated before because I think I reviewed this on like one of my channels that I was part of. I think I gave it like a 7.5. I fucking love this movie, man. This is up my alley. You know, I love like all those bizarre trips and rides and shit. It's a fun ride, man. I'm at an 8. I love it. Nice. nice. Yeah, I'm with uh, with you boys, you know, who are always syncing up <laughs> with the same scores. 7 uh, out of 10. Ah, uh, see? <laughs> But no, I really, I really did enjoy this. I, I was conflicted when I got done watching this because my dad, my dad asked me if he was gonna watch it with me, and, and he wound up not watching it, and he kept coming down every few minutes and and checking it out, and then uh, at the end, I'm taking it out of the machine. He hears me shutting down. He's like, "How was it?" I'm like, "I don't know. It I fucking hated it. No, I didn't. It was kind of good." Actually, I really liked it. Like, I literally went through that whole gauntlet with him because I couldn't decide whether I didn't like it or I liked it because it was seriously a film of two halves, but it did come together nicely. Yeah, I w- my personal preference, I would have liked more of this or more of that, but for what it was and, and for what we got, solid 7 out of 10 and definitely a recommendation on all three films. Yeah. All sure. four films, all four films, including Yeah, really? Uh, and we can yeah. thank him in trip. person here. Well, yeah, even yeah. Though, Skype. <laughs> yeah, even though I didn't like the film that we reviewed 
as much as you, some people did. I say still check it out because you might like it more than I did. You know what yeah. I mean? The Dry Blood film. Right on. Right on, D. Cool, I, yeah. I think he's just trying not to get on Jason Smith's shit list. Hey, I'm the guest. You hey, know. this Derek guy came out and I am the dog. But that's not, that's not even a good impersonation. All of a sudden, he's Clay. <laughs> Jason Smith is Clay. <laughs> oh, I, I was getting Smith alone. Does Jason have a Hall of Fuckers? <laughs> what? I'm going to be in the Hall of Fuckers. But hey, man, yo, Jeremy, fire your first shot talking shit. Over. You know, I don't even look at other uh, other, other Patreons anymore. I thought you fired 22 shots. <laughs> Boom. We're going to fire the next 21. He's follow, he, he fired the first one. Now we're going to get 21 yeah. new Patreon subscribers to come and freaking all sorry. overtake them. <laughs> but, but seriously, I don't, I don't look. There was a time when I used to look at, at the Patreons of other pages, then I realized... What good does it do to even look at that? Hey, someone man. makes more, or someone makes less, or or what they're doing with their money and how popular they are, or what? You know what? It doesn't matter. We've come yeah, as far I, as I, we're gonna come, and when we're having fun. And I was like that when views. That's like me when I used to when I started doing YouTube, Dave, and I'm looking at views and likes and dislikes and all that bullshit. I'm like, fuck it, I just do this shit for fucking fun, man. You yeah, know? don't don't get upset by all those dislikes. Yeah. <laughs> <Jerry. laughs> What an asshole. Uh, he's a heel. He's what, a heel. Yes. And while we're on the topic, I just want everybody to look forward to my new Fangoria Goro's Own Toxic Horror Room Morgue segment. <laughs> Brand spanking nice. new. Exploding Heads original. Yeah. Coming next. <laughs> and I'll also be doing a new segment that I came up with called my uh, my Italian Stallion. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking nice. of it, well, you might be seeing some Italian next month from me. Yes, you already you already, you already gave me some spoilers, which I'm not uh, unhappy about. So I'll Ooh. say that. I'll just how say am that. I gonna how am I gonna feel about them? I don't think any of you will be unhappy about it. All right, all we've right. we've been very lucky with our patrons giving us yep. quality stuff to review. Yep, that's because we're not assholes like Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy gets 25 shot on videos to watch every month. <laughs> right. And, and well, he, so those movies ain't shot on video because I've seen them and they are bad. <laughs> oh. Thank yeah. God we don't have that. Please, please, yeah, thanks, guys. if you continue to respect us, don't give a shot on video. <laughs> yes, yeah, no thank you. Please. Oh, yeah. we, we, all our patrons have been great. Yeah, they have. You know, and and Derek is uh, also a great one. So, and speaking of great one, why don't you tell everybody about the great shows that you have and where they can find you and all that good stuff? Sure. Uh, you know, of course, uh, Cinema Attack is on Horophilia Network. Thanks, Mr. Jason Lloyd, for hosting this show and that show. And also, I am on Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space Presents Visions from Monsterland. Jerry will be very proud that I said that right, which is wow. uh, Kill the Cast sub-show. It's a sideshow that Jerry does with me, Jerry, of course, the infamous Donna and Ellie, Tank Tops himself. Yeah, Donnie Tank Tops. We actually have a new show that we recorded coming out probably next week where we tackle Godzilla 2000, which is an interesting discussion if you haven't heard it. And uh, also... I kind of guessed on No More Room in Hell recently, so I'll shout out Mike Merriman and uh, Mr. Venom's other show. Good show. Yeah, I, yeah I'm yeah. enjoying that. Yeah, yeah like, recent episode I guessed it on, we discussed Magic and Trilogy of Terror. Really fun to have a discussion about Magic, the film I always wanted to review. Great stuff. Yeah, it is. I love it. And, uh, you know, I, I've been kind of loosey-goosey with my YouTube stuff, but uh, D. Bouget, 86, 
I'm going to start doing a little bit more video since I'm going to have a little bit more time with my new schedule that's coming up for my work. Look out for that stuff. And always, if you want to talk to me, come join the Cinema Attack Facebook group where we just not talk about French extreme movies. We don't talk about sci-fi movies. We talk about every movie over there, guys. So come join us. There so you go. Good, man. Yeah, very good. We, wa- we wanted that a little shorter. Yeah, well, <laughs> hey, hey, imagine getting Mr. Venom on it, because that's like a book of podcasts that he's on. Oh, I know. He puts everything on there. Oh, shit, Mr. Venom, man, how, many, how much free time does this guy have? Oh, and all these guys, they're living the dream. I'll tell you. <laughs> They're living the dream with their uh, all these podcasts. We're, it's hard. We're hard pressed to get together uh, every and, two weeks to well, do this. Well, kaiju is like a bi-monthly thing too, so that works. Are you okay with that title, uh, Brandon? Christian's bi-monthly. Underwater kaiju? I don't know. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of offensive. Yeah, what's up, man? <laughs> and next show, Undead Mail, starring Christian. <laughs> you got mail. Undead mail. That's that's what our that's what your new thing's gonna be called from gruesome. Undead Bam. <laughs> I can't wait so, to dig into my Fangorius and do that. <laughs> yeah, oh, I bet. Rumors, rumors. Remember, it's undead mail. You can do it, man. Also got a new soundboard. It. That'll be a podcasting first for anybody there on the Orphelia Network. Yes. <laughs> do it. Yeah. Looking forward thing. to all these new innovative things coming out from this show. We're doing it all. Absolutely. <laughs> I think we should start a box office brawl. Nobody's doing that. Yeah. Let's start a game. Let's start a weekly game or a, a showly game or whatever the word is. An episodic game. Let's start a game. I don't know what it's going to be, but I don't know. Baldy or no baldy? <laughs> <laughs> that was the original Shakespearean question. <laughs> baldy or not baldy? <laughs> To be TV? Or, or <laughs> no, not. but in all, in all seriousness, Dave, I like the idea. We should definitely start something. All right, let's do a game. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out next show. Next show, we'll have a game. We got more patro- uh, patron action going on there. Um, do I'm a brand new re- news segment? Yes, Undead Mail, <laughs> news, <laughs> and a game. Yes, next show. That's what we're gonna, hey, that's what we got to do to overtake him in the Patreon. So hey, we should get boom. a Mexican asshole on here. <laughs> Let's well, not go want. crazy. Uh. <laughs> Jerry Cortez, if he has any free time, he can do it. <laughs> he's not an no, asshole, though. I know he's not Mexican either. Actually, yeah, I just <laughs> that went just off the top of my head. I had to come up with someone else we were down with. <laughs> he's so, not, yeah, we he's love not you, a Jerry. Mexican and he's not an asshole. No. Damn it. <laughs> We can find an asshole. It just doesn't have to be Mexican. There's plenty of assholes we know. Shit. Yeah. Jeremy, you want to maybe we get him on the show? <laughs> All right, I'll leave him alone. Uh, thanks again, Derek. And no problem, man. It was good to be yeah, awesome having you here, man. Finally, yeah. eh? They yeah, finally let you on. <laughs> but say it for had... years. Yeah, we I was having kind of flashbacks with fucking Brandon from he was the started cinema attack with me. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to end it, but it <laughs> failed. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> That's why he went off before. That's we're gonna have lead on tonight too. <laughs> Please, I'm barely hanging on to my sanity with one show. Can you imagine if I was still doing two? Hey. Some some people are built to podcast on multiple podcasts. I'm I'm made for one and barely that. Hey, it's okay, man. You <laughs> you just did your two movies that you wanted to review, and that's it. <laughs> I did get my two movies. <laughs> yeah, he did, Mr. Um, uh, Musical. Mr. Picnic. Mr. Picnic, Mr. Hedvig. 
Brandon and the Apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be his movie of the year this year, because I guess it's going to (laughs) count. So there you go. It's counted. It's it's there. It was only 100 some odd theaters. So it counts. It's a 2019 movie. Are we still on the air? Yeah, we're yeah. still on here. We, we don't say <laughs> I didn't know if we said goodbye. Or not. Yeah, thanks, Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash exploding heads. Yeah, and, thank uh, you, everyone. Thank you, know. you, Derek. It was finally awesome to have you on here. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, thanks for your do. time. Thanks for those movies. Move out. And, and we'll see you guys on show 79. Peace out. I pickle, you know, I pickle there.